Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're going to another MCU film episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's the Mandarin with me tonight? <laughs> Jeez, Mike, come on now. Don't do that. Don't do that at the start. I am, I'm Bill from a gamer who looks at, welcome to the Hotel California. Oh, oh, it's it's the art of confusion. It, it works on stupid people. Uh, that was good. And I am Joe Butler, and I can't believe little Nasek survived the snap. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Literally, you don't, you, hang on, you don't know who little Nasek is? Wait, is that that uh, rapper that's like a cowboy? He's also gay. He's very gay. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. No, okay, not, I, mean, I do know who he is. He, he went from jokey cowboy to one of the most provocative uh, artists of yeah. our of our time, and most uh, say provocative or oh, I don't know, I can't really say. Yeah, I guess provocative. I love him. He's like the best. <laughs> he's got some bangers. He's got some bangers. That little Nas X. I don't listen to music, so I can't speak. Industry. It's a really good song. Pretty good. All I listen to is Taylor Swift, and even that, I don't listen to music anymore. Lately, it's just been podcast or silence. Doesn't she have a new album out now? Taylor Swift? Yes, which I haven't actually listened to yet. Midnight. I don't know why, but I have not listened to it at all yet. <laughs> and finally, before we move on to the real reason we're here, have you seen her live? No, and I won't. Uh, I hear it's it an experience. Just, I I had the opportunity. I had a ticket last time she was in town twenty before before the pandemic hit, and I just didn't do it. I didn't. It was too much money, and I'm just. I mean, even though I already had a damn ticket, but I was like, I'd rather sell it to someone else. I just didn't. So I didn't go. But yeah, someday. I don't know. I just don't care. I mean, I like her music, but I just don't care to. I'm not a big concert goer. Fair. I'd Fair. rather not go and keep the money. So there are people there, Mike. So that's, that's that is a problem. That could be a uh, it could be an issue. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people there. I, I go to I, Tiff loves concerts, so I go to concerts sometimes, but they're they are not my thing. But it, it does it does happen. Fantastic. Well, right. hope everyone's here for Taylor Swift talk about Little Nas X. <laughs> Little Nas X, the man who is made of abs. God, yeah. that man is literally made of abdominal muscles. He's got him on his back. It's ridiculous. Uh, so we are here to talk about a movie that's been took us a while to finally get to. That has been out. I, so we're here to talk about Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings that came out. Well, it didn't come out that long ago, but 2021. I mean, we were known. I know it feels like. I mean, it took me a long time to get this because uh, when this when this movie came out, we were doing Marvel movies constantly. People were like, "Oh, you're gonna do this," and I'm like, mm. and then. It, yeah, it's been a bit. <laughs> so Shang Chi never came to theaters, right? No, it did. It was the first uh, one of the. It was the first MCU movie after the world ended to come out in theaters. Uh, you know what? I know it did come out of theaters. I saw that fucked up TikTok about it. <laughs> but there was a TikTok where this dude walked in to go see the movie, and there's an Asian guy wearing the the Shang Chi jacket. He's like, "Yo, man, you really like the movie?" He's like, "No, I'm the only Asian guy here." So the mimi put on the jacket. <laughs> that's some, that is pretty that is pretty messed up <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> right oh no i so first i want to ask did anyone even know who Shang chi was before this film was announced no 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 <laughs> did you did you mike did, let me guess you had like his first appearance book no i know, wish i did i've seen it amazing i i yeah. know what his first appearance was i saw the book and i'm like i don't care about this character he's a nobody yeah, and I care now. Had, and we had some Ten Rings references in the previous movies. Was it Iron Man 3? <laughs> no, Iron two. Man 1 and Iron no, Man two. 3. Oh. No, 2. Were... Wasn't it 2? Didn't someone from the Ten Rings give, give Mickey Rourke the passes to the, the Oh, to the, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I forgot about that. I think 3 had him, too. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe 3 had Trevor, <laughs> where he is the Mandarin, but he's not uh, the Mandarin. That's not a reference. 
that's not a reference so much as a mistake. But let's we won't get into that. <laughs> oh. that. That is what you refer to as a turnabout and a retcon. Well, there's also that little yeah. short that they have where he upset the real Ten Rings and, and, and that all bullshit. For those that don't know, the Mandarin is supposed to be a guy who is usually like an alien type guy who has ten actual rings on his fingers that give him powers. And he's a Chinese type villain, I think, usually he's set in China. I mean, I, I don't know all the story with him, like, but that's the kind of character he is. He's not what. So this is kind of like a. I mean, they went to retcon like I don't. Shane Chi has nothing to do with the Ten Rings. Shane Chi has nothing to do with any of this. He's just a character that they had, that they owned, that they're like, what can we do with this character? And then they just made this movie. So, yeah, that's... But no, I don't know much... I even don't know much about him. He's not a big character. He was not big in the comics. He's just another martial artist in the comics. But no, I regret that I don't have his first appearance a lot. So. <laughs> yeah, and I believe the Mandarin is usually an Iron Man villain? Yeah, he's an Iron Man villain, yeah. Okay, because my weird introduction to that was... Back in like 2000, they had the Iron Man animated adventures where it was weird 3D and Tony Stark was like a 15 year old kid and his weird Shadow of the Hedgehog rival was the Mandarin and it was like a 15 year old kid. But that one actually, yeah, that one did actually a good explanation, too, because it explained like every ring does something differently. And I don't think that carries over into this. Not at all. But yeah, in the comics, that's how it works. Yeah. Okay. so okay, that's that's actually pretty neat. Okay, this here in this in this movie. Well, very effective. They're really cool visually as well. They just kind of do what you need them to do, you know, as a collective group of rings. Well, you, you, I mean, you don't have to use all of them. Evidently, you can you can only you could use like three at a time. If you need like third three tenths power, I guess in your punch, like you could in the op- opening of the movie. He makes a joke. They make a comment. He's like, "Well, he found it in a tomb, or he found it in an alien. We don't really know." Which are also, I'm pretty sure, are both two of the different stories of how he got the rings in the comics. So I thought that was kind of funny. But, like, there's a lot of... They also make you immortal? Yes, yes. evidently. He, he, he was, he's been around for a thousand years, and boy, has he not aged a day. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they make a comment about how it made him immortal, too. So, there is a comment about it. But, yeah, no, it's just it's just strange to me. It's not... I mean, I was, I'm was i happy that they did it with the Mandarin, but, yeah, I mean, really, almost everything in this movie was, like, brand new to me. I mean, I have some comic knowledge. I'm not a big comic guy, but I have some. You know, I'm not oblivious to comics, and... I felt like this was kind of like they went there. They just went wherever because nobody cared because nobody knew. So <laughs> I'd forgotten a lot about this movie. I also forget. I also forget this movie because nothing ever like this doesn't affect other movies. But I feel like it's a, it's a nice break to not have this a movie that like is after five other movies and then has to ex- is going to explain three other movies in the future. So there's always that. I agree with yeah. that. I, I yeah I like I like a good standalone. You know that's kind of why I like. Doctor Strange, because at the time it was a pretty standalone thing, although that's all, of course, spiderwebbed into other things. And that's why I like Ant-Man, because, again, same thing. They're very singular stories. They're kind of beginning, middle, end. And if they never made another Shang-Chi, that would, it would be fine. Of course, they're going to. I think it's already on schedule for Phase 8 or whatever uh, phase we're going to be in by the time 20, it, 2025 comes. But It's not announced. It's not? Okay. I'm pr- I, 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 mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pr- I don't think they have announced a oh they have not they have not or uh, the second one i mean in the end in the end of this movie there is a little credit scene that says he'll be back but yeah which come on now they have not you're right actually the end credit scene does not say he'll be back it says the ten rings will be back so good points okay right i did just watch this movie too (laughs) i watched it like last night and went to bed same (laughs) same i i watched it last night and went right to sleep 
we should talk a bit about the cast and the and the director for sure. Sure. Just very you, quickly. The director hasn't done much of anything. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. Uh, he did a, a few very independent dramas, very some some touching dramas. He did three films I've never seen. And then they again, just in Marvel fashion, they sign up this guy who's probably never directed a bit of action in his life. Did a movie called his first movie was called I Am Not a Hipster, which <laughs> uh, which was like which has a, one of those movie posters with a little uh, little palm fronds around like independent film festival, you know. So you know no one's seen it. Uh, secondly, <laughs> we call Short Term Twelve, which is about a a I don't know I gotta look at it. Brie Larson stars in in Short Term Twelve. Oh, then the glass castle. Good. I know. I don't know. I'm just I'm looking at the blurbs. I'm not going to read about it. And then Just Mercy in 2019, starring Michael B. Jordan, who everyone loves. And I think he's good as well. Who knows what that's all about? These are all independent dramas, you know, and emotional. And then Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings and, you know, martial arts and such. So, again, it's just interesting how they, they tap these directors who've never done this kind of work before. And uh, had them produce these these uh, movies. I wish I read more I, about I like that, though. I also this actor wasn't. I mean, this guy wasn't a bunch of like just God, what the hell do you call those? Just random like film things or filler fo- stock photos. He wasn't a big actor, I don't think at all. Either. Who Simu Lu? Yeah. Mm, I don't. So. I, don't yeah. I don't know. I I didn't recognize him from anything. That doesn't mean a whole lot. But it's like I don't think he was real big. Wasn't he on TV? Uh, what? Yeah, he was on Kim's Convenience. Which people adore. Yeah, yeah it's a, uh, I think it's a Canadian show. Yes, it's a Canadian uh, show about a uh, an Asian convenience store, kind of life and the family who work it. People adore that show. I've never seen okay, it, so but he... I, I was I was told on good, uh, that's kind of where he kind of got his break back, back in 2015 and did just other work and such. This and is then the again, first movie he did. He was in uh, Pacific Rim as an extra, but when you look at his role, it's just blank. And this is like, this is, <laughs> this is his first movie. Yes, this is a real. And again, I like when directors do this and filmmakers do this because it's a brand new, fresh face. You know, it's not. And they're and they're pretty good at this Marvel as well. Trying to get unknown or relatively unknown actors to play starring roles because it's they embody the role. You know, I'm not looking at it like, oh, that's Brad Pitt, you know, playing Iron Man or Robbie Downey Jr. That's Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. That is Iron Man. And while Robert Downey Jr. has that issue, this is not. The guy from Kin's Convenience playing Shang-Chi, this is Shang-Chi, embodies that character. So it's a smart choice. He's really good. He is very, very good in this movie. Yeah, well, I'll agree. I mean, I, I I know there's some like joke that went out that like he tweeted before this about how he wanted to be in, you know, be in a Marvel movie and be Shang-Chi or something like that. And then they went and made it happen. So there's some joke like that out there. I remember something happened, but I don't have enough information to remember because it's been a while. I believe it. Yeah. Well, I think but it's no, even... Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm glad that they went this random route. I mean, well, they kind of have to because they're running out of characters. <laughs> they don't have they a They are. They are. I mean, they, they, they tapped the, the Eternals, which is just... <clears throat> we'll get there at some point in our lives. Won't we? Won't we, won't we Mike? Yeah, we will. I'm hoping next year. Early next year. But we'll see. I, I gotta. The problem is I have to watch it. So, you know, that's an issue there. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. <laughs> What's even what's even a little more interesting is his co-star who plays Katie, uh, who a uh, actress who goes by the name Aquafina, but it's A W K W A F I N A, Aquafina, and uh, she's relatively interesting. She's a rapper slash YouTuber type. Oh, yep, 
She has a couple of albums. Uh, she did a her her last role was in a film called The Farewell, which let me read the description of this because this is something you you would think a uh, comedian slash rapper actor would uh, would perform in. It's a film that follows a Chinese American family who, upon learning their grandmother only has a short while left to live, decide not to tell her and schedule a family reunion before she dies. Ooh, evidently she won a Golden Globe for her portrayal in the in the farewell, and that's what led to her being in this film. So. She's got some shops too. She's great. Really love her in this film. So fun. Yeah, no, she works well. I mean, I I didn't know who the hell she was before this or anything, but I mean, it's like I I felt that all the characters work very well with each other. Like especially like you know Shang Chi and Aquafina, like they bounce off each other really well. And then you add the sister in later, and I think she does a pretty good job of balancing out everything too, and having like that a lot of hatred. Yeah, <laughs> which the, is whole, well the whole cast are, Yeah. The whole cast is 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 really well drawn. They they have good connections. We'll talk about it as we move through it. But yeah, I think the casting is all, by and large really spot on, except for one. He has one character you could have done without, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I love that part to be honest with you. So, <laughs> and I back when I saw this movie last year, I remember in theaters, I'm like, I can't wait to talk about Bill with this. A year and three months later, I get to talk about talk about this with Bill. <laughs> but yeah, that's what went through my head immediately when that scene popped up. I remember that. <laughs> I also, the, the way this movie starts off, I thought was interesting because it, I mean, one, it's not, you know, it, it starts off kind of like having, having the mother tell Sang Chi the story of her, of their, of her, of, of his father and how he became the man, you know, what, when he's like, I go by many names and shows him conquering people. And I like it. I like it because, well, one, I mean, they're trying to retcon something that they shouldn't have done in the first place, which it works, but it's just a very cool. I like I like stuff like that. I like seeing things from the past and seeing you know somebody just taking out an army on his own and people thinking they can beat him with swords and spears and the guy literally is just jumping in the air and hitting you with with rings and just killing you. Like I think I'd be running the other way, but I yeah, see it, here nor there. <laughs> it, it has a it has very much a new game plus vibes to it where you start off with <laughs> your weapon fully upgraded and you're just beating the shit out of people. <laughs> But it, it's it cool really to does. see him being a warlord. And then it's like, I like the whole idea. Then it jumps, you know, it kind of shows that it jumps to 1996 and him looking because he's pretty much, you know, he's it shows like he I think there's even a scene where he's like, they're like, they've been around everywhere. They affected, you know, they've done assassinations. They affected people who were in power. I think it shows a couple different history moments. And I remember smiling because, you know, they're trying to connect saying that they were involved in this and that. I, I like. I like when movies do that or TV shows I like when stuff tries to con- connect with history. I just get a big kick out of it. And I thought it was just <laughs> really cool. And then you get to 1996 and you get him trying to find Talo, which Talo is not in the comics. It's a, it's a Chinese heaven. It is not this. Oh, so okay. huh. in it, this, in my opinion, this was supposed to be Kung, Kung Lao, which is where Iron Fist goes to, which has dragons, has a dragon in there. So Iron Fist gets his power. My theory is that since they didn't have access to to that character because he was still in, involved in the Netflix deal, this is why this movie came about. That's my opinion. Oh, the, the, are we still doing this with the, with the Netflix deal and this character mm-hmm. is owned by this person because we have to loan? Oh, yeah, that, it was still during this time. That totally wow. sounds like that makes sense. Wow. So they, they kind of cribbed this from another character series that they didn't have access to and then slapped it on. Hey, could have fooled me. I thought it was cool. I thought yeah, I mean, it is I, cool. It, it's just yeah, that magic town. When I looked up to Lao in the in you know and on the internet to find out what it was, it's just like it said a Chinese heaven in its first appearance is in Thor. Thor ended up going there. 
at some point. When? So it was just to me that kind of bothered me a little bit because I'm like, eh. and plus I really like Iron Fist, so I'm a little biased when it comes to that. I want Iron Fist in a big movie, not that whatever the hell we got with Iron Fist. So there's just that. But I mean, still cool. But I mean, and then you have him going there. You have him getting, you know, trying, and that's when he meets. You know, their mother, and he has that little duel, which I do like the dancing fight thing. I think that is really cool, where she just beats the shit out of him, pretty much, just by dancing, using the wind and everything. I think that's a really cool way to portray it, and he falls in love with her. Yeah. <laughs> I did find it funny, though. He just, other people are driving the car when he's trying to get there, they just get murdered. He's like, oh, well, he breaks up. He's like, I'll just keep going. <laughs> you don't, you don't <laughs> matter to me. Yeah, I had a phase where I really liked martial arts movies, like kung fu movies and such. It was, And it was a brief phase. It was like a year and change. I had a, a buddy of mine I worked with who was super into them, so we used to watch them a lot. And while the ones we watched were the old corny 70s ones, you know, like they weren't they weren't like this, like, you know, crouching tiger, hidden dragon or anything. Yeah. Um, boy, do this reminded me how much I enjoy martial arts yeah. and it, yeah. how much I, I love that it really is. It reminded me that fighting within a film is really like a dance it's choreographed dance and that's what this is and this is almost like i, I love this opening moment between dad and mom because i cannot remember their names i'm sorry i'm not trying to be an asshole i just don't remember anything i just call him just call him the mandarin i mean essentially i guess what mandarin's fine i guess mandarin i guess mandarin's fine so between mandarin and the mom I, man, I just love it. It's almost like foreplay. I mean, it's it's really yeah. cool. This relationship is building through the through this battle that they're kind of sort of having but not having. And as it kind of de-escalates, as he clearly falls for her very quickly and same, they're no longer trying to hurt each other or she's no longer trying to protect her town. He's They are starting to connect. It's a really gorgeous and shot beautifully. It's all it's lush greenery and rivers and ponds and I don't know what else, but. Ah, it's fantastic. It's a really it looks great really moment. cool. To uh to quote the main character of Cowboy Bebop, Spike Spiegel, I just love a woman who can absolutely kick my ass. <laughs> God, I love that show. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really good. I mean, I think both both those characters, the Mandarin and then Shang Chi's mother, both play a gr- they do great job in this. And the way that you show that he was this you know terrible conqueror murderer, and then he meets this woman. He falls in love. He stopped. He has kids like you have a small scene throughout this movie, you know, kind of showing like right here. You have the mother talking with her son, you know, and like he's trying to live a different life. He's trying not to be a killer anymore until things go awry. And I, I like that. I think that's a very cool concept of where they were going with it. And it I feel it worked. It you know, I, I really boring, feel. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it just it could have been a really boring role for the Mandarin where you could yeah. have just been evil McEvilson and. Just you know, out for power, but in this situation, he, he they all have very good motivations for what they're doing. And I've said it on the show a thousand times: positive motivations for villains are always good, even if they're simple. Because I've heard some other flack about that, like, well, not every villain has to have you know this deep, intense backstory. No, no, no. Something simple, like something simple and powerful and true, could be just enough. And I think this is a good example of that. He wants his he wants his wife back. He hears voices calling them a siren's call you know that they never explain but who cares we already have sorry two two hours and 20 minutes and (laughs) and he he goes and does it because he has the ability and the power to do so that's basic standard good motivation and i think it really helps here i mean you know it does extremely well and like i like it when it you know it shows the scene that it jumps to the present and all of a sudden you just have you know saying she getting up you know, waking up, alarm clock, and just, you know, this random guy just going along his way that's in, it lives in a garage, which made me is laugh. He, 
Does he live in like Aquafina's garage? I don't, I don't know. know. I think he lives in his own. <laughs> I think he lives think in his own in apartment. She, she was in an apartment, and he was just because yeah. this is this is what San Francisco. I'm assuming San. Yeah, it's probably apartments. I'm almost positive. Okay. You know, he probably doesn't have two other roommates that live in his house. Live in you know live in the house. They're taking care of three girls. You know, they probably not like anything like that. So his rent's magically like two hundred bucks. Like, yeah, good, good. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was just wondering because I, I, I live in the Midwest, the northern Midwest. And I'm like, yeah, you can't live in a garage, but in California, you probably could get away with it. Yeah, you could in San Francisco. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, Minnesota, you, they'll find you frozen to death. Yeah, Minnesota. <laughs> you'll oh, be like, eh. you probably hang meat in a garage in Minnesota. Oh. You probably could, yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's, it's cool to kind of see where where you came from. He has the pendant, the green pendant, which was very clearly signaled. I, it's smart when directors do that, you know, because you want to make sure you immediately tie the child character to the adult character. Boom. Now I know that's Shang-Chi. That's his mom. Thank you. Gone. And this is neat. Just say his day-to-day life kind of just wandering around. Yeah. I, I really like how they did it. And then you have the small scene where you have, where they go out with dinner with their friends and they're kind of talking about it. And they're like, why don't you guys get together? Why don't you do something with your life? And I, I like that where they're like, no, we park cars. Like, we're happy. Like, you know, and the idea that what they do is a lower job. I kind of like how they, how they play off that in this, in this movie too. I don't know. I just kind of like, cause I mean, that's what it's going for. Trying to say that they don't, you know, because they're valets, they don't have a, a real job type of type of stupidity thing. Well, it's, it's a, it's kind of a service job where they're, you know, parking cars for, yeah. and it really allows for this very, uh, very neat little, you know, subversion where the fancy car rolls up and this guy comes out and tosses the keys over to, uh, <laughs> over to Sean. Sean, as he's known right now, as opposed to <laughs> Shang, which leads to a very, very funny bit later on. Yeah, but they're having a good time. Like, they're actually living life in a way that I think a lot of us probably wish we could. Joyriding in the fancy sports cars. and okay. <laughs> I got Ferris Bueller vibes from that. Oh, yeah, totally. I just, it was just hilarious. <laughs> but, I mean, it also pays off. It shows that she can drive a car. I mean, that's the whole point of that. The show, she's a pretty good driver. Like I, it, I felt like things in this movie pay off pretty well. Like you said, with the Sean, the Sean, you know, thing comes around as a joke. Like things work well in this movie, and they they have a purpose. They usually have either good comedic purpose when they do. There's also or just uh, good purpose. It, it's always weird. I, I always feel like it's a subtle like wink at like the the uh, the audience too. I think it's silly sometimes because they have this. They're at the their double date or whatever you want to call it because it's obviously the two main characters uh shang chi and aquafina aren't dating and it's like they're having a conversation of oh you should do something better with your lives wink wink you know you there's a greater calling out there for you <laughs> wink wink <laughs> and i think it's weird because i had this weird moment where they're they're talking to their friend and the friend's like well i'm a lawyer and i'm like she and she hulk because i don't remember if she was in she hulk mm, i don't think she was no. <laughs> they had that weird like just weird moment where i was watching it I also like how they're not the main characters are not love interest or anything like they don't try to do that with Aquafina or Sang-Chi, which was kind of nice for a change. Like there's no love interest in this movie. They don't have any of that romantic stuff. No, it's at the end. We'll talk about the end, I guess. I don't. It's funny. I thought about that when when they had that slight little, you know, head on shoulder, head on head, kind of like kind of like tired, wistful, like sigh moment while they're watching the the things go I, I don't know. I don't I read that more of as just a mutual affection, but that's not necessarily not necessarily romantic. I don't yeah. read them as romantic at all. Yeah, I OK, then I, it, it's just me because that's one thing that I do hate because they also at the end of the movie, when we're talking about their friend, they're like, oh, yeah, we lost a lot of people and they kind of like touch each other's hands. And I'm like, oh, they are dating. That sucks. But 
don't know, maybe <laughs> I didn't take it that way either. Yeah, you don't have to take it that way, which is yeah. completely fine. I'm fine with that too. I'm more fine with that than them being in the relationship. And yeah, I, that, that, honestly, be. honestly, Joe, that might've been an active choice on my part to not take it that way. I might've actually <laughs> mentally said, no, no, they're just friends with, with, with cold hands that they're just trying to warm each other up with or well, just I mean, mutual comforting. I, you know what? Honestly, you're, you're right. Who knows? Maybe in the next, uh, in the next movies because even then i think then don't they like hold hands oh they link arms to walk through the portal again we we'll keep talking about not, the i mean that can be plato- very plato- platonic though yes yes yes. that's yes, not yes. almost sarcastic yeah anyway yeah, we'll I mean, get that's there. not romantic i mean it was kind of and it, and it it does it does fit that whole scene too so i i don't know i mean we'll i mean we will get yeah. another movie at some point yes. but there hasn't right, been one we'll now as of right now, they never confirmed they're in a relationship. So as far as I'm concerned, we're concerned they're not in a relationship. And I'm That's completely, it. I'm completely fine with that. They shouldn't be. Please. Yeah. No, they should not be. Just they be a team. Yeah. Imagine there's like a big dramatic smooch. Like he like pulls her around or what was it? What, what dumb movie was it where he like spins her around? Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> he flings him out and spins, spins her around and brings her back and giant oh, smooch. Like, wait till that. we watch Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, I, man. I, and I, <laughs> so. I think my joke was like, hey, D'Artagnan, could you just like let her let her be? Oh, man. Anyway, cool. So uh, where are we? Uh, he so we, we have dinner. Then you're like, we should go home. We got to work like in the that. morning. They're like, OK. And they go and they go out and get drunk and have karaoke and do karaoke. So fun. I, I love that. Yeah. But also it fits. I mean, you're in your you're in your 20s. Like you don't you know, this is if you're not me or for some people like you're not settled down. You don't have kids like you're in, you're just out there enjoying life. And as a guy who had a kid at you know 20 years old, I'm like, that looks fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fun for me now. But it, it's it's also, <laughs> it's also a thing where we, we've kind of all been there as I guess. Well, maybe maybe not. But it's also this little minor theme that doesn't really carry over anywhere. Maybe it does, but it doesn't really carry over quite too much to the rest of the film where it's the trade off between responsibility and living your life. Responsibility and spontaneity. God, I just said spontaneity. Be spontaneous. Oh, it's not a word, um, is it? Spontaneity. There's a spontaneity. That's it. Boom. There's a, there's a, we can make our own words and gave my mouth. We can make up okay. wrong words. Yes. I've done it before. Uh, spontaneity <laughs> and, and whatever that is. And it's I, I like that because it's a trade off, right? They live in a, he lives in a garage. He doesn't make much money. He has a job that he probably doesn't particularly like. Although it's pretty neat, he has to drive cars around, and that's fun. But it, in re, in return for that, he has the ability to go out to two a.m. and do karaoke with his best friend, and fall asleep on the bench in karaoke. Hey, that timer's ticking. You better wake up because that stuff runs by like the hour. Uh, so i i I like that and they they're choosing to just live their life uh, free and clear Uh, but as anyone who is an adult knows and has to go on and do adult things that will end eventually whether you want it or not so most people can't do that forever but it's neat to see it happening with our characters because it's nice and again you're they're 20 you know your 20s that's what you ought to be doing kind of that time of your life where you're just exploring and having fun you should not having kids (laughs) <laughs> no, please. I love my I mean, son, but oh man, I mean, I look back and I'm like, wow, I my life was would have been a lot different. <laughs> so that's well, all. But <laughs> I don't have kids, but that's the economy's fault. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Fair, very fair. I mean, yeah, the way I, I lived my life back in when I was in my early 20s was not pretty. So, what <laughs> <laughs> you have to do to survive. But it was just, it, it was cool to see how they did this. Like, I, I like how they show him not being, you know, like because it it plays into so much more, and I feel like it it pays off even more because it, it shows like here's this laid back guy. And as you get more history about him, 
he was not laid back. He was taught to be an assassin. He was trained and beaten and had a very strict lifestyle. And then all of a sudden now he's breaking free after he escaped and kind of having his own lifestyle. I think that a really cool idea with it too. The kind of what I think is what I think is what it's heading to to kind of pay off that back and forth. And then you have a uh, the small team they go to breakfast at his friend's house. And I think that's hilarious too when he's getting breakfast from there and like you just come here and eat our food. <laughs> oh man, what I kill right now for authentic Asian food. <laughs> oh, there's there's just probably a Panda Express not that far from you, right? Uh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. No, I, I love. Okay, come I love, on now. I just went to a Chinese buffet a couple days ago up here that I I love. That was cl- I was so scared it was going to close down during COVID, but they did not. I love that food, but yes. I, no, I, I like. I think maybe uh, Joby referring to like pho, like pho and and stuff like that. Oh, more yeah, actual not, not, not not like sweet and sour chicken and pork fried rice. Um, I Although, guess. listen, I'll I'll down some of that. Are you kidding me? I will I will house some sesame chicken. Come on, same. I was eating. I eat mussels when I go to the buffet because they have mussels there. Muscles with some like cheese something on it, and every time I love just the look I get on, on my wife's face every time. She's like, "What the hell do you eat those?" I'm like, "They're so know. good." Oh. Only time I eat them is when I go to that one China buffet. I'll eat muscles, and I'll never eat them any other time. But I you will load up my plate com- with muscles. You can't get into a conversation about uh, Chinese buffets. We can't. We can't do it. I grew up. <laughs> I grew up going. To, I grew up going to Chinese buffets. I, that was like every week. We'd have like four or five. We would just kind of like frequent. Not at once. And I, I don't do it often. It has to be special circumstances where like I haven't eaten all day and I'm hungry enough that I feel like I want to go there. And it's got to be the right, just the right circumstances that line up, make me do it. So, uh, and very quick, because this does tie into movies. I promise it ties in. Then we'll come back to Shang-Chi. Uh-huh, okay. We used to go to this one particular one. It was the Green Jade. And I think it's Nutley, Nutley, New Jersey. And we would, my brother and I'd be finished with our food. And then my mom and grandfather and they all be sitting there sucking down crab legs. And there was this mountain of murdered crab legs just sitting. And I'm allergic <laughs> to shellfish. I can't eat that stuff. Anyway, oh. and I thought it was gross. So so my brother and I, we would go next door to the Blockbuster. And we would just roam around the halls of Blockbuster or the aisles of Blockbuster for a, probably 45 minutes. And that was where I got like my early film education. Like just looking at boxes, you know, and be like, oh, what is this movie? What's this movie? All the horror movies are all gross. You know, like I think Brain Dead is one of them. And like, oh, man, that's cool looking. So I have a lot of fond memories of Chinese buffets as kids, not because of the buffets, although the sweet and sour chicken was pretty banging. <laughs> it was more like going to the going to the blockbuster after and just just wandering the aisles, just looking at movie boxes and, and dorking around and never renting anything. But that's what's fun. I mean, I, I learned a lot about movies when I used to work at Target and I would just read the backs of DVDs. Sure. There you go. See, I mean, that was a huge I had a huge movie education just from reading. I, I could tell you people like, oh, I mean. You show me a poster, I'm like I know what movie that is. You show me an actor, I'm like oh yeah, they're in this movie. Like I just knew because I used to just walk around and read because I had nothing else better to do. Anyway, side diversion. Joe, do you have any fond memories of blockbusters or Hollywood <laughs> videos where you grew up? Yeah, but I also have. Uh, I also had a, a Chinese buffet as a kid that I used to love to go to, and uh, it was me and my cousin, and it was the best place ever. And that's how I learned my love of sushi and chewy squids. And then my grandma called the health department and got it closed down. So you know <gasps> that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did she do that? We we went in one day and there was like cra- there was like stuff on the plates and she's like, I'm gonna call someone to complain. And me me and my cousin we grew up together and she's yeah, we're just like, no, please don't, Grandma. And I remember specifically the next day, me and her coming home from school and we had like I think most places have it the slime in the ice machine and it's like, oh yeah, you could you know we go back here and the you know the plate the dishwasher barely works and all this other stuff, so it, you know it's a failing. And then like a week later, my grandma was like, well, maybe they fix it up, you guys. 
uh, maybe they, you know, mm. you know, they they finally put it back up. We drove up. It was just completely like closed down. And my I remember my, my cousin giving my grandma the ugliest look and being like, "Thanks, Aww. grandma." Now we got a new Chinese buffet. Oh man! Just see if you can track down where they go. They're just like a roaming. They're like a roving carnival, right? They're just gonna go to like a different location somewhere with the same broken down equipment. Ah, oh, it Probably. sucks. How funny is that, though, man? I mean, I think you know. I, hey, I, I work as a guy who worked in the food service. Yeah, if anybody ever. Every single place would be almost shut down. Like, I worked in a Burger King. I mean, I remember, like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to do this. <laughs> they went and showed me the exact opposite of what they just told me to do. Like, yeah, don't do do not do what I just told you to. Because <laughs> you'll lose money. Like, yeah. It, food service is a, is a nightmare. Don't ever work in it if you can help it. <laughs> nothing oh, yeah. you eat in a restaurant's clean. All right? That's just what you take it away from that. There's nothing oh, is pristine. <laughs> Can't yeah, be. Right. The things in Burger King. All right. And then you, and then you have to bet you have them getting on the bus. I think you have one of the best scenes of uh, of phase four at this time and probably even up probably one of the best scenes of phase four period that you have coming up here with the whole bus because this is a great fight scene oh it's yeah. unbelievable yeah go ahead joe i think my uh one of the good things i like about the scene is that in the back you, you they're kind of talking and making fun of this this girl who's working on her computer but in the background watching it a second time those guys don't magically appear out of nowhere they're actually sitting on the bus just kind of hanging out Oh, okay. That's yeah, like the, the big guy that which uh, we later learned his name is Razor Fist. <laughs> yes. Actually, Fist, yes. Yeah, is actually in the back, like spread eagle, just hanging out. So interesting. <clears throat> Very interesting. It's it, it is this is pretty spectacular. There's two phases to this. Like there's two parts of this level that our um, video game character is now going to traverse. The first one, of course, is just that awesome agility, kind of those classic kung fu tropes, like fighting with your jacket. Which I just love that. Like he takes his jacket <laughs> off and uses that to distract and deflect blows and then smack him around and then re-put on his jacket. That is so cool. You know, banging him against the bars. Like using your environment in a very close quarters is is really entertaining for me. Again, it's really good. you don't ha- yeah, it's wonderful because you don't have room to move. There's human beings around. And then of course, as we all said, Razor Fist comes out with his with his razor sword. <laughs> Which is, is 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 the only thing, one of the few things in this movie that's kind of ridiculous, uh, is ridiculous little razor sword that just appears. Where'd that come from? Is it like up his arm? Like how does that how does that thing just manifest? He's Mega Man. He's a Mega Man villain. That's all. I, 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 yeah, yes, I guess. <laughs> but they have a giant buster though on their hands. Like I don't know where that steel thing come from. Like did it just materialize through ten rings magic? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Come yeah. from the movie at this point. Gareth, shut up. It, it's, I mean, technically, you have you have where this is technically the future where Iron Man's suit comes out of his arc reactor. Yeah, like they, yeah, they do. They do have nano machine nano machine technology because I think if you go back and watch a uh, Hail the King, whenever he's threatening Trevor, the the camcorder is a regular sized camcorder and it's slowly building a handgun inside of itself. So yeah, they have the technology. Okay. I uh, it's, and this is also post snap. So yeah, it's all that's all stuff is all there. I forget yeah. what um, year we're supposed make a, to be in post snap. We're in the uh, yeah because we're ahead of what we're at currently. I don't remember what, what uh, slightly. I think because they they're having their <laughs> they're having their their I guess not I guess dinner hang out hang out for drinks with their quote unquote square friends with the <laughs> with, with the with the lady who she goes you dress like my mom kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah <that> was. <laughs> and they're kind of talking about you know their lives and such and kind of stating that theme of having to grow up eventually and that's when they mentioned that you know hey you know 
couple of years ago, half the half the population died with the snap of a finger or something like that. We have to kind of live for live for the now because you never know when that's going to happen again. Um, really good, really cool. Yeah, I'm also okay with it. They don't go deep into it because we have other things that talk about the snap a lot more. Oh yeah. Deeper. So I'm I'm glad that they didn't do that in here like they could have because we get that in Falcon Winter Soldier, which came out yeah. before this. That goes yeah, I was gonna say Winter Snap. Yeah, I was say Winter Soldier already covered that topic pretty pretty thoroughly. So yeah, uh, yeah we don't need to go into more detail. But no, just everything with that boss. Like I, I'm with you too, Bill. I like kung fu movies. I don't watch them anymore. It's been a long time, but seeing that scene, I'm like, man, this is so cool. Just the way he fights and the way everything flows, and he just—it's just so damn cool. Like it. And then as the fight continues on, the bus gets cut in half, and then you have them driving around with no brakes, and the driver's knocked out. Like it's just all so well done, and it's so cool to see. Really like it. And what about you, Joe? Oh, I loved every moment of it. I especially love the whole idea of when, how is this happening? And then it reveals that the bus driver is wearing earphones, and that's why he can't hear them. Just oh. people getting the <laughs> shit kicked in. He doesn't realize until, like, I think half his chair gets chopped off or something or something. Oh, no, because he hits the gas or the brake, and the brake doesn't yeah. work because they blow out the brake lines. Yeah. And that, that seems accurate for a bus driver. I mean, you're wearing headphones. You're not going to, I mean, all the shit that probably goes on in a, on a city bus that you hear, like, like, I don't need to hear shit. I just do my route. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, I, it's like it's muscle memory at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then, of course, they have the Kung Fu is always the best part because we at least have a, a, quite a few martial arts cutscenes in this movie. And it's so nice. And so just seeing like, you know, guys throw punches at each other or shoot guns at each other. So or, you know, throw shields at people's heads. So it's it's a it's a good breath of fresh air. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. change of pace. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and martial arts like that is very in your face. Kind of to your point, Joe, where. You're not shooting Iron Man blasts or throwing shields. You're you're really up close and personal with your the combatants, right? So I, I yeah, I, I think it was oh so great. All of it's good. I, I really like the, the the timing of escalation, right? Everything escalates, right? You have the fight, yeah. then you have razor hand, now the bus is cut <laughs> in half, now the driver's knocked out, now the has you have half a bus, you have to get the people off the back of the bus. Like it's all the stakes, the escalation of stakes is really well done and Timed well too. It's it's a thrilling moment. It's great. And the random guy filming it for YouTube. I like that too. Oh, that guy, yeah, the streamer. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's boy here. <laughs> it's uh, boy here. Yeah, I, I I thought that was cute. I mean, hey, the guy's smart. I mean, you're you're seeing something like this. You get your camera on. You take it. That's how you get viral, guys. Like, man, it's also does. it's also a weird cameo. That's uh, the same guy that tells Spider Man to do a flip in Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it? That's yeah. cool. Huh. Why, he's, why he's in San Francisco and not New York, I have no idea. But <laughs> eh, some people travel. I'm not one of them, but some people travel. That's still cool, though. Okay, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I didn't remember. I watched too many MC movies in a row. I don't remember anything. <laughs> but it's a good. It's a. It's just so good, and that's what really jump. You know, pushes him to realize. Okay, the ten rings are after him, and they steal his pendant too at the end of the scene because he wasn't paying attention enough because he was, you know, fighting for his life. And I, I, all that is just, and he, that's when I really notice he's in a garage. And he's like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm going. And then this is when he tells Aquafina, you know, starts telling her stuff about who he was and, you know, about his past. And I, I think that's a good, because they, they really do a lot of flashbacks in this and do a good job of feeding everything in, but giving it to you piece by piece. Like, I, I, I like how they did that with this movie when it comes to information. I think they did a really good job of that. Like, you, I think this is when he talks about how his dad sent him off to go kill somebody and he knew he couldn't come back home. So he just ran away. Like, I thought all that was good. And the way that they don't give you all the information, like they don't tell you who he was going to assassinate. 
until later. They don't tell you why. You know, they leave out things in this movie and they feed it to you as the movie progresses. And I think that was really good. They also tease my favorite character in this whole movie for later reasons that I will completely make fun of. You're introduced to his dad's secondhand man, a uh, guy in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. mask man. Mini boss number three, as I think I label him here. <laughs> they had they had figures of him. They had a poster for him. Yet nothing really. Yeah, <laughs> they don't do a lot with him. Yeah. <laughs> But oh yeah, because you know, usually when you have the scenes of him training, getting beaten with the sticks and stuff, it's like, my God, can there be a better way to train somebody than beat him with stick? But uh, yeah, it's it's all pretty good. It's it's pretty good. Um, just kind of set dressing, kind of just keeping everything. So you get the backstory, and this stuff's kind of standard. You know, you kind of expect this overbearing dad, you know, unwilling students, you know, smacking with sticks, training him to be <laughs> a killer. He's trained since he was age of seven. You know why seven is that magic number. You learn that later. And he's 14. They see they send him off on his first mission, clearly to assassinate somebody. Doesn't return. Or so we think. Or, well, he do, or doesn't. He doesn't do it. <laughs> he doesn't return. Or so we think. He just leaves. Leaves. Bye. Which makes sense. I mean, asking somebody. I mean, like, there's one thing to train. It's another thing to take somebody's life, especially when you're sent to take somebody's life. I think that that's a whole nother level of, of things. I, I feel like also, uh, you know, if you go down that road, it changes. It's going to change who you are, especially at a younger age like that. No, it's good though. I I like how they did it. I I like where it goes. Like all that I thought was just so interesting and I was impressed how much I enjoyed it. And this this is where you then have, you have, you show the sister training too. And I like how you have the plane interruption where all of a sudden they're talking in flashbacks and all of a sudden they're just (laughs) like, well, do you want vegetarian or beef? I'll take, we'll take vegetarian. Yeah, I'll take vegetarian too. We're out of vegetarian. How about beef? Take the beef. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I just found that really funny. I wonder uh, yeah. where people get like it, it, it's it's a it's a joke, but like they they just magically have money to go fly all the way to what like China or something. Yeah, I think they're in China. That was a weird thing for me. Like, how could they? Yeah, I I to- man, I thought of it because <laughs> I'm like, how they they are barely scraping together money doing valet work. How are they getting a like a last minute last minute overnight flight to Macau with passports on, on, and everything. That passports and everything, it's never explained. The only thing I can think of is I don't know, I can't think he of it. He had money well, put away, maybe, or he just, or you know what? Hey, I believe it way better than a guy in, in, in South America somewhere put his hands out and they gave him a coin and he ended up in America. I, I yeah, you know more. what? I, I, what how many years have it? Oh, 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 okay. I make that joke it's, every it's, time I can. It's a reference that's been, it's been going four years now, I think, right? <laughs> Something like that. It's a, it's yeah. Just, there's oh, no uh, smart people doing smart things in this movie, so we don't have that risk happening. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm maybe the letter that he got had like tickets or something, or it was an account they could draw the money. From. The way I don't that know. in my brain, this is not in the movie, but the way my brain took it is that he just had stuff put away, maybe for a rainy day in maybe. general. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the guy was a trained killer. I mean, I could believe that he, you know, had you know had something, or he took stuff with him when he left. Maybe like I don't know. I I bought it something like that. Like somehow he had some money. I, I think it's funnier that y'all mentioned the uh the Hulk coin thing because my my personal favorite is the uh, Batman Dark Knight Returns Returns third the third one the third one yeah. oh where he's Rises. randomly in Europe yeah, he, or wherever the hell he is and he comes back to Gotham he's in the Middle East and then he's in Gotham like a day later in a yeah, full that's suit. Right. well if you have Bruce, if you have Bruce Wayne money I guess I don't know maybe maybe he had like his his uh, Amex Black in his I mean all he needs is probably his 
you know, knows he probably knows somebody somewhere. It's like, hey, we we done business deals. Get me back. Okay, here you go, buddy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're that rich. I can buy it. It's pretty rich. I mean, that's when you have that kind of when you have money like that. Things are. I feel like things would be everywhere for you almost. Like you have you doors will open that wouldn't be there for a normal person. No, he so. he's got the uh, what is it that people are doing nowadays? The cyberpunk thing where they're getting NF NFC chips implanted in their hands, so you can just walk up to a cash register and and scan your hand and it takes money off your bank account or whatever. I would gladly do that. I wouldn't. Knowing me, it'll get infected. <laughs> I don't know. I love the idea. I mean, I, I've said this before, I think, on here. I would get a cybernetic eye if I could. That Yeah. I just, I don't know. When I, If it was a safe thing and a normal thing, I would get cybernetic enhancements. Yes. 100%. So you, you would totally deus ex? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I would, I, I would take some, I mean, if I could see better and, like, zoom in and record stuff I want to record just with the blink of my eye or something, 100%. Oh, I'd I'd full go. Uh, what is it? I'd full go a cybernetic robot. Like, I, I it's in my will that if if I'm in a coma and they say, <laughs> "Hey, we can turn him into a robot," they they have to do it. No if ands buts. <laughs> Fantastic, excellent. I mean, that's a clause and a half. Uh, and so the whole like, I think everything with the Fight Club is also so well done. Where he gets to China, he's looking for his sister, and then the address that he had in the card takes him to this random Fight Club and. He goes in and the guy's like, here, sign this. And he just randomly signs a piece of paper, not even realizing what it is. <laughs> I yeah, find I like that, that funny. Well, because if you're trying to get someplace and someone hands you a thing to sign, you yeah. prefer, and it's in a language you don't understand, you don't read it. You just sign it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I 100% I get that. that. Like, yeah, this is shot in, 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 well, I think it's actually shot as well and takes place in Macau. And I, I was wondering, what is this magical land, this magical Chinese land of, <laughs> you know, buildings and fight clubs and street performers and such and it's actually a real place it, okay. it is not it's not a part of china it's its own autonomous region so it's oh, kind of like a pro- no in china it's like this little pro- almost like a province but it is known for being you know from what i've read the las vegas of china like it, that's what this place is like i've that's never cool. heard of it yeah i never heard of it but it is a real place that is literally that that's what you see in the uh, in the scene so Pretty neat. Wasn't made up. It kind of, it kind of looks like. Obviously, I think the Fight Club's clearly made up. They well, didn't yeah. like look up some futuristic yeah. Fight Club where monsters I mean, and aliens fight each other. But I, uh, about that part, yes. But I would not be surprised. Underground. Like I love the idea that they have sure. an underground fight happening and they're just recording it and people are betting on the black market to get to watch. It's smart. Stuff. It's a good like, idea. Yeah, it's a super good idea. Yeah. I'm sure there's things out there like that somewhere. There's I can completely see it. Three back to back Easter eggs in this whole scene. Ooh, which one? Uh, one is. When you're looking through the, the fight squares, one of the people that's fighting is a dude in a like karate outfit fighting a sumo wrestler. That is a some probably not planned, but I believe it is. It's a weird nod to back when MMA first started. They actually had a martial artist fight a sumo wrestler, and the sumo wrestler got knocked the fuck out. And that's when they were like, "Oh, we should probably start regulating this mixed martial art matches a little bit more." Oh um, wow, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or a Street Fighter Two reference, I Honda Ryu. Yeah. Sure. There's a fight with a guy from the weird people from Iron Man Two that glow. Oh yeah, I saw that briefly. Yeah, which I thought those guys, if they don't take a syringe every like hour, they blow up. But <laughs> I that might be wrong. I haven't seen Iron Man Three in like forever. It could have know? been also referenced as some kind of mutants because I mean they. They they're starting. They were I think at this time were probably already not only had the deal was finalized yet, but they were probably already they knew that it was coming, so they could kind of like just have random people in there that are mutants and not as long as they don't say the word, they're safe. And then 
Shang-Chi takes his shirt off, which is a reference to him always taking his shirt off in his early comics. Oh, ah, okay. I thought it was yeah. just the the obligatory shirtless moment that all Marvel, <laughs> Marvel movies seems to have. Um, yeah. Oh, it, it's that too, but it yeah, it's just like a, oh yeah, no, we they, we they made him take his shirt off because he always takes his shirt off when he fights, like in the first couple runs that he had. Okay, that's, that's neat. Cool. I, that is neat. I not to not to dwell on on, on that bit because I always find that interesting when it shows up. It's I I I, I like his build. He's not like this insanely buff Wolverine looking monstrosity. Like he's obviously athletic. Like and, Grim and Hemsworth. Yeah, or, or little Nas X. He doesn't have little Nas X abs sticking out of his forehead. He's, he, I just like that. It's very relatable. It, there's a, a, a bit of discourse lately about how how men can be portrayed in, in media and have this unrealistic expectation, you know, of being extremely cut. That's like the picture of health when that's not really it. Like William Shatner took his shirt off and he looked like a little doughboy compared to these, you know, muscle monsters. But he was at the time he's that's fit. Like that's what a fit man should probably look like, you know, very athletic and, you know, classic. Yeah, not like The Rock because that's the culture. Yeah, right. right. It's right. It's right. And, you know, there's actors they've interviewed over the years who've said, yeah, in order for me to look like the way I look, I've I had to not eat for three days before that shot. And I was passing out from hunger. That's what it required for for so and so to get to that state. So I appreciate that there was an actor who, again, clearly very fit, very athletic, but not again Lil Nas X. I saw him <laughs> live at, at Austin City Limits Festival a month and a half ago or so. That it was it was almost intimidating how much how in shape that man is. It's ridiculous. Well, one money, I'm sure that helps. <laughs> And sure. if I didn't have to work and I could just work out instead for a good chunk of my day, like, you know, and there's a reason to it, like money wise, like, you know, if it yeah, was your it, job, well, if it was your job, yes. But honestly, if it wasn't your job, you would just play video games like me. Come on now. Let's be honest. Let's, no, no. Let's, it'd have to be my there's job. There's no chance. It would have to uh, be your. I already told my wife, like when, when they had that million dollar Powerball, I'm like, if I wanted, I'd quit my job and I would just become a full time streamer, Twitcher, whatever the hell. I would just go into that with the podcast and just make it up. And that would be my thing. So, yeah, I wouldn't be working out. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also love how the guy when when he gets to the fight club the guy's like you're bus boy and just you know because you know from the youtube video that that was hilarious too and then you have a small easter egg which does pay off later on not in this movie but pays off later on in the series uh with wong and abomination fighting and abomination looking the way abomination's supposed to look like was that what that was the fish yes. fish deals that's, yeah, that's how he's supposed to look in the comic he's not supposed to look like what we got in incredible hulk years ago at this point like he's oh, not wow. supposed to look like that at all wow. this is the accurate version of what the character looks like and it it works well you even see when after they have that little fight and he takes him back to the room he's like oh not you know he's taking him back to his cell which you then will then gets paid off in a different in a in she-hulk it very interesting but it's just cool to see wong like i don't know why but wong really has just become kind of this character that just shows up and all the different stuff yeah, that's super interesting. I that's that's really that that's abomination. But that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. He's got a little fish skills. I like calls him fish skill man, but of course Monte. It's so good. Whenever I see Wong, I'm happy. Wong is great. Man, is he good. He's capable <laughs> he's, and he's fun and he's affable. He's, he's really uh, become man. a good character for like oh, in phase four. As as phase four continues on with the shows and everything, they use him a lot. And I and I like the way that he's become kind of that go to character for Marvel now. And he's the Sorcerer Supreme at this point, too. They don't talk about it in this movie, uh, but he is the Sorcerer Supreme now because right. Doctor Strange went missing for five years. Well, he lost, it, lost his lost his uh, lost his role. Mm-hmm. He was demoted. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all good. And then you have Shang-Chi starts fighting his sister. And I think that's this is another like 
he's like, you know, he recognized who she is, and she's just like, I'm gonna kick your ass. Like, fuck you, you left me. <laughs> like, I like it. And I like being such powerful, like, seeing a powerful female character. I think it's just really good, because she kicks fucking ass, too. I mean, she kicks his ass, and she can fight. I, I really like I thought that was a really good scene. What'd you think, Joe? I love it. It it you also get more backstory to why she is pissed because you would think that maybe she stayed there, but you know it like I said, there you get tons of fight scenes in this movie, which I'm glad because I can't remember which Marvel movie it is, and I was really excited for. But there was only like two fight scenes the whole movie, and I was like, oh, that was lame. So just yeah, a great well, moment. I, yeah, it was a good moment. The mo- the movie leans pretty heavy into the female empowerment vibe, which of course I don't. And never mind because you know they've they've earned it. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty earned at this point. Uh, but they do lean heavily into it. I do like this idea of again fighting without the intent to kill each other. Um, like you said, Mike, she just wants to beat him to the ground because she's yeah. You know he Mad. he said he would come back and he didn't, and that sucks. Well, one line that's sister. always stuck with me from a book from the Wheel of Time series. I forget. I don't remember the context. I don't remember the book. I just know it's from that series. There's a, you know, and again, famous line, hell has no fear like a woman scorned. And every time I always think of that line whenever I see stuff like this, like, yep, that makes sense. I think about it in real life, too, when I pissed off my wife a few times. <laughs> like, hell has no fear. <laughs> so, I don't know, it's just one of those things that I thought was really good in the, in this. And just, like, the whole vibe of, of both of them. And, like, I think this is when she kind of, like, he talks about how she's like, yeah, I waited. He said he'd be back in three days. I waited six years. And then I finally realized I don't need him and I left. Because <laughs> he just never came back. And I, I, I think it's good. I think it's a good way, and, and it, it plays a lot into what her character is, and then they have that comment, he's like, you you run this place? She's like, I own this place. You know, and it shows how much she's progressed with her life than where he did. There's even a comment later on that she makes to Aquafina where she's like, you know, I, I wanted, you know, if I couldn't have my father's emperor, I was going to make my own empire. empire. I was going to make my own, and I like that yep. a lot. Yep, <laughs> kind of kind of reaches into that theme again, and that, that comes up a, a couple of times, especially there's a moment where Katie and and her kind of are, are talking, and uh, you know, she kind of tells her the, the very brief backstory. Yeah, it's cool. It's 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 very again, it's very intentional, right? This is an intentional moment of a, a women can kick ass too. And uh, yeah, I'm super super here for it. Always, it's it's always nice to see that, even if it's really clearly displayed and framed with that intention. Yeah, but and and like you have like the ten rings show up, and I love the fact that it, it was all his fuck up and <laughs> why they showed up. And she's like, "You came here." So you, I didn't send you a postcard. I, I like that. He's like, what? And they just followed him. I mean, they knew where she was, but they just, they're waiting for them to both get together and they attack. I, <laughs> it's all his fault. Yeah. I, I like to think that the whole reason behind that is that because he got that postcard and he thought about it for a while and they got sick of waiting for him to go meet so they could get both necklaces at the same time. And that's why they kicked his ass on the bus. Yeah. They're just there. He was taking too long. He wouldn't go. Yeah. They thought that if he saw that he would go sooner and he didn't. So, which makes sense. I mean, and all them fighting on the, on the fucking roof. Woo. Ugh. I'm not when, I mean, not the rough, but like the side of the building. I hate height. I am yeah. terrified of heights. <laughs> Fuck no. My ass would be like, I'll stay in here. <laughs> I'll try something else. I ain't going outside. Uh, that's so, also a good fighting. So we're so we're, we're talking about the uh, the fighting on the side now. Sorry, I had children. Children came in to say hello. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, the fighting <laughs> in the construction. I mean, just imagine like just everything with that. Like they're just. He's pushing people off. And I like how saying she has no problem killing people that are fighting them. Like he, there's no. It's just fucking like you. Fuck you. <laughs> You're dead. Off the building you go. And uh, I, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. And I'm, I'm, and I can't, I can imagine everyone like below walking the streets of Macau. Just like all of a sudden these bodies are just like plummeting. <laughs> the shower <laughs> of soldiers. You know they just don't disappear like a video game. They, they end up somewhere. 
But I love this scene. It's so good. Again, this everything in this movie is very varied. Like no fight scene really is the same as the other. And this one, again, tight quarters, lots of stakes, you know, things falling. Um, it's just a really great moment. It's a great series of events that really work out well. Well, not that well because everything turns bad for, for our heroes, but it's it just cool. for a movie. It works great for a movie. It makes for an extremely tense situation. I love the shot. Katie ends up on a bamboo stick, which let's be honest. Why is a bamboo stick on a, like the scaffolding? I don't I don't understand that. Well, maybe, bamboo is pretty strong, I guess. But maybe they did it to make it look pretty as opposed to like this steel, you know, girders. Maybe yeah, I don't and know. it wouldn't have been the same. Yeah, but it's fine. Again, it made for a really good moment as she gets uh, stuck on it and it kind of bends. And it's cracking and it's a one shot. It's a it's a one shot of Shang-Chi noticing she's plummeting. She, he goes across, leaps a bunch of but the leaps upon a, a series of platforms, and of course saves her at the last moment. And you know, I gotcha. And it's so <laughs> fluid. And this movie does this a, a few times with this really cool like one shot. There's one I adore much later in the film. We'll talk about really good piece of filmmaking. Very nice and immediate. Ah, oh, yeah, it's really great. It's a, yeah, more just good martial art. You know, and like the whole fact that they really they don't win. I mean, they they re- he rescues her. And then they end up losing. I mean, the pendant gets taken by the masked guy, mini boss three. And in the end, the father shows up and they get they pretty much they go with him. Not exactly by choice, but they don't really have a choice. We also have this uh, really fun moment where it, you, like we said a little bit earlier, he's really not afraid to just kill people because he was totally going to stab that guy in the chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like yeah. that because he's a trained killer. And if you're trying, you know, and that, you know, that idea that you're, you know, you're fighting someone, you're trying to kill them. Like that takes away the. You know, I think that you're not just killing an innocent person. You're killing someone trying to kill you. It's a whole different level versus an assassination. And I'm also happy that saying she isn't the kind of guy who's like, well, I can't I can't kill you. But I don't have to save you. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll, I, I like that. We have characters that are, you know, they'll straight up murder you if you if you if you're asking for it. But, you know, right. they're not going to go out of their way and try to kill you because they're heroes. But if you're trying to kill them, he's not going to, you know, he's going to do what he has to do as the way it should be. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, it's all, it's all really good. And they go with the father. And I, I do like how they end up like he's like, oh, you know, they, it doesn't take very long. They lock them up in a cell pretty quickly. Well, let me just go back up a little bit to sure. no, his interact. No, his, his interaction with his dad. The first time he sees him, when he sees his dad after almost killing uh, mini boss two, he 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 looks at him and knows he's done. Like He knows what's going to happen. He knows he's going to have to go back or follow him because he knows he can't beat the 10, 10 rings. And he. And there's still a fear there, like a fatherly fear. Like he sees his dad and instantly feels this dread. And when they when they approach each other, they go forehead to forehead, which again is repeated later on when they they do that before he leaves on his first mission. And that's such a fatherly thing. That's such a familial thing. And as soon as they do that, you know they're going back with them. There's gonna be no more struggle. Father's like, ah, whatever. Those 85 people you threw off the building, then I littered on the floor with screaming, screaming human beings. Well, we'll clean that up. That's fine. <laughs> Let's go back to the base in our helicopter. <laughs> All right. No, it's just good. I mean, like we have like a small scene. I think they're talking, and then he like, oh, I'll take them to their room, and it isn't very long before he has them locked up. Well, they have that dinner, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they have a dinner, and then they're taking. I'm the stalling. Beer. I'm stalling before we get to the annoying part. All right. All right. Listen. <laughs> no, yeah, there's I'm a dinner doing. though. You're all right. There the is dinner, a small, small dinner, but then at some point they're locked up in a, in a cell for some well, reason. That's because he that's because I think isn't the locked up part after they do the water thing and they do like that's we got a little bit of ways to go before they get locked up because they're in yeah. rooms. 
because you have the okay. moment. My notes are not accurate. That's here. okay. You have okay. your, you have your, you have Katie and the sister kind of talking, and that's where she's kind of talking about how, yeah, I built my empire, and when I started at sixteen, yeah, and you know, and, and Katie's like, oh, I'm badass, you know. Again, cool female empowerment moment. There's a number of those things. You get more flashbacks between Dad and Shang. Try to show, basically, saying to him, you can one day you can wield these things too. You know, mm. I love the dinner scene where. We're all now he's now the dad is expositing or Mandarin is expositing how they used to be as a family. And I think this is the point where he says, I used to they called me the Mandarin. They named me after an orange. Yeah, <laughs> that you're right. That's that's all this part. This is the water part. Yeah, I must have missed it in my note. So that's what had me confused. Yeah. And then and then yeah. when they when he goes like, OK, this is when he tells my that your mother's talking to me. Yeah. Right, and all that. And we we actually haven't gotten a confirmed of like how she died yet. So it's kind of a back and forth of, well, is it? really true or is the dad just kind of fucking crazy i like that they hold that off for a while i like that they they just you know they, they you know they just say mom's gone you know they don't really you know yeah. go out there you take a little bit for you the rest of that story well yeah because you, you kind of have a i i re, when i watched this first movie i was like oh, well the dad's a complete shithead but rewatching it a second time you do kind of feel bad for the dad like he yeah. ends up as much as i don't condone it at all you have the really weird moment, like when they meet, and he's like, "Well, you know, I I trained you so you can protect yourself." And you know, the moment where he's washing the blood off his knuckles, and he's like, "You know, I need you to be strong enough to inherit these one day." So, right, I kind of get it, but I also super don't like it's, condone it's, it. I agree with you because they definitely humanize him quite a bit, especially in this moment because there's flashbacks of him. You know, they Blaine he hung him up. He realized the error of his ways and said, "No, I'm going to hang these up." My wife's going to hang her, literally kind of like separate from her, her magic village. And we're just yeah. going to be regular people, raise a regular family, you know, built off the millions and billions you did murdering people over the course of a thousand <laughs> years. But I mean, fine for this movie is fine. There's even a moment them playing like DDR, you know, in front of the just <laughs> enjoying time with his family. And and you know, they're fall, they fell asleep on his chest and they just have this really wistful like family moment. And it's it does really humanize him. And of course, we know why he then picks up the rings again. We find that out later. But but you're right. The way this film really pieced, really doles out this backstory in just the right spot. And I think that lends to the director's um, dramatic, more kind of drama background. And that's kind of what you have to do, right? You have to you know piece this out a little bit just to keep us caring about the main characters and the villains. And as I said before, this is a good basic motivation, right? I, this is, you know, wife dead. I have a chance to get her back. I'm going to get her back, right? It's that yeah. kind of like never dealing with grief or realizing, you know, no, she actually is gone. This voice yeah. in my head can't be real. But again, he's seen this magic town. So I don't, that could definitely I mean, be and part of If somebody's lived that long, I mean, most likely he's been experienced magic in different ways too. Yeah. So. And all that scene leading up to it with like the water stuff, and I'm watching it right now, like you have the pendant, you have like the way that he, the way that the Mandarin acts. And he's like, well, you know, I just want to rescue your mom. He's like, and then Shang Chi, you know, makes comments like, "What are you gonna do?" But they don't. Like, hey, we'll burn the town down, and that's when the whole fighting starts. And then they get, then right. they get captured. Okay. Joe, you were gonna say something? Yeah, we, me and I were talking about this a little bit last night because we had a separate podcast last night. Uh, <laughs> Bill, if if you ever want a weird frame of reference, Phase Four is all about grief. Everything mm -hmm. from Black Widow being about, you know, it being in the ending with her sister to Spider Man No Way Home, uh, grieving the fact of losing his his own personal life to this movie about the grief learning to grieve with the mom and uh, all the way up to black panther phase four is just about dealing with your own personal grief and it's a really interesting way to look at phase four 
It is. I didn't really think about that, but you are right. I mean, you look at a lot of these shows. I mean, that's what, or the movies too. I mean, that's what they're good. That's an underlying theme. Wait till we cover Eternals, hopefully, in a, in a couple months. Yeah, Eternals is also has deals with a lot with grief too. As much as I think that movie's lame as hell. Bill, have you seen Eternals? I have, unfortunately. It's it's okay. not good. It's really it's it's astoundingly not good, and it's not good for a variety of just baffling reasons. Yeah, I Eternals have, is not great. Okay. I have one way they could have fixed the Eternals. I am curious to hear this. Not it make sh- it. It should have been a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I I, I dig yeah. that. Gives more time for the characters to actually just be you know be actual characters and not just you know stereotypes and extraordinarily boring. Yeah, because I, I watched that movie and like I think I was I watched it in theaters and halfway through I looked over at my friend. And I was like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Nor did they. And they made <laughs> <laughs> you weren't the only one confused in that movie. So <sighs> I, I look forward to covering it. And then we get and then when they're in the cell, this is when you have them. They hear somebody groaning and moaning and you have the my favorite scene. The retcon of retcons where they walk in and they find Trevor from Iron Man three in the cell with them. Who's the court jester essentially at this point? You, know, you don't you don't really like this, do you? I do. I think it's hilarious. I think it's great. What is what in the world? Ooh, Beca- well, no, one, okay, I'm gonna take a breath. It's a retcon to Iron Man three where you know they make him the Mandarin, they piss off everyone else, like the holding ten rings, and in a way they come back to it and they just have him here as comic relief. And I think it's funny. I just like Ben Kingsley too. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, I'm because he's a hell of an actor. I'm also more of a fan of also the fact that the weird white guy who decided to burn tattoos into his chest is not officially the Mandarin. And we actually got a much better actor and bad guy as the real Mandarin. So that's also so why. Now it's, so now it's kind of like this is kind of maybe excuse, not excuse. That's a bad word of saying it. But maybe because we actually have a better Mandarin, we've kind of like forgotten. Like, oh, OK, Trevor, you're just a victim well, of also, circumstance or it, stupidity. It wraps, Which really stupidity things he's, up. He's an idiot. I never need to see him again. I never want to see Trevor Slattery again in any of these movies. Like you had your part, you wrapped it up, put it away. Like there's a thing. You barely see him in this movie. You barely see he doesn't do a solid thing. He doesn't do anything. What's he doing? No, but he's just well, he does have a little that's why he's there. He has a little (laughs) monster that leads them with no the no face thing that leads them that gets them to the world before the Mandarin gets. Look, if his if his only role, his only role in this movie is to translate somehow, some way, he knows how to speak adorable little couch cushion monster because boy oh boy i do love that couch cushion monster he, he he or she or it is adorable and i would not mind a plush of the little ottoman monster oh there is one yeah I'm sure there is it's oh so cute it's not big enough but i want one like i want I, a full size yeah. like lap size yep i want a lap size thing that i can just I can just caress like I'm insane and wonder where it all I want to caress it like it's I'm insane and wonder where it all went went wrong. I just really like the retcon. I like the fact that they they did that and then yeah, it just I thought it was good for that part. I look, when I saw this in theaters, my gut reaction, <laughs> literal gut reaction was to leave. I literally felt the, the, the like what are you doing? cuz I was having I such a good this. time. I was having such a pleasant time. I was enjoying it. People doing kung fu on rafters and breaking down buses and sawing them in half. Just great. And then this idiot shows up with his stupid face and is and then of course they showed again right away. They showed the little Ottoman and I'm like, oh, my gosh. OK, he's adorable. But he he is. I don't know why him. That's my number one question. Why him? Because he's 
thinks. And he stunk in Iron Man 3, and he thinks now. I did a little extra credit work for y'all, and I did a <laughs> quick search on the top 10 worst, top 10 worst comic book characters in the Marvel Universe. Now, this is just some from staff writer. The, uh, the person who wrote this did not even lend their name to it, and I think this is from a site in New Zealand. So, t- I mean, not saying that's wrong, but it's it, there are these 10 characters might have been better. And I'm not going to go through all 10, of course. But I was doing a little research. There are 8,000 mainline characters in the Marvel Universe. 70,000 yeah. bit characters. 70,000. They pick Ben <laughs> Kinsley. Why? I don't understand why. For what purpose? And it, is it to say that Iron Man 3 never happened? No, I think it's just to None of us remember it happened. It's justify the stuff in Iron Man 3 because there was so much hatred about it and i i really think that's the whole point of it i think you don't have to though like use any one of these characters there's a character called 3d man he looks like a moron no i know i have his first appearance by the way in comic do you really well yeah, I do. throw it away evidently evidently he's terrible there's a thing called <laughs> hell cow hell cow there's a dashing young man called leather boy who <laughs> he's uh he's sporting a ball gag so that's all you really need to know which is fine there's also a dominatrix uh, villain in the Invader series in World War Two. I forget her name, but I have the first appearance uh, to the right of me because I had the whole run of that because I love World War Two stuff and I was like, wow, this is cool. So I bought the whole run. They list a character called Ruby Thursday. Are you aware of this one? I am not. I'm aware of Ruby Ru- Tuesday. Uh, yes, <laughs> the wonderful salad bar. Ruby <laughs> Thursday, who first appeared in Captain America 60, number 63, is basically a woman with a great body and a malleable red plastic head that can, that can extrude up to eight tentacles. That doesn't sound bad. That sounds amazing. What's this person talking about? What? <laughs> There's a thing called Pace Pot Pete. Any of these would have you know, been preferable. You know, to... Sorry, go ahead, Joe. You're, you're going to be mad about this, and then they're going to end up like having a What If Marvel episode where Ben Casey comes back as the Mandarin, and he's actually the Mandarin, and you're just going to be completely mad about it. I won't watch it. I'll turn it right off. That episode. It's, that's, a, that's an easy solution. I, I have the power to not ingest media I don't like. He's not like me. I had to I had to watch this show again. <laughs> Although this doesn't ruin the film. I, I will state this does not yeah. ruin it. No, it's I, just not at all. I mean, no I get what you mean, though. Okay. I completely understand where you're coming from and like why it irritates. I I everything you said makes sense. Like I, you know, I just for I think a big part of it was for me because when I first saw this, I'm like, Bill's gonna be so upset. I can't wait to talk about it. I think that was part of it. I was very <laughs> upset. I genuinely was. I was upset. I mean, you have again eight thousand mainline Marvel characters. You can't find one that's like a comic character. Like that's more of a comedic oh, relief. That's a funnier just, character that could have served that just, purpose. This really was just them trying to retcon what happened that upset people. That's really all this was. I don't understand how that does though. Like he spits out like what happened. He's like, Oh, I, he spits it. Out. He said, basically this happened because I'm dumb and I needed a gig. So I just, just did this gig and I didn't realize I was held terror. Confirm that he wasn't the real Mandarin because there was so much hatred towards Marvel for taking that character and making the movie that we got. And again, as, as I stated back in the Iron Man three episode, I don't, I don't care about the comics. No offense. It's, I don't, I've never, I think I've read three comic books in my life. I used to hang out with my friends in high school. They used to go to the comic book store and I would read like the wizard thing because, you know, because there were women with questionable clothing on because that was a creepy 16 <laughs> year old in high school. That's literally my experience with this stuff. I don't care about that. I just care about good movies. And that was just a bad choice. And it's a bad choice. Again, I really, I know other people have kind of, softened on a bit i have not i've held on to my grudge oh i can tell 
Yeah. <laughs> Is it bad that Iron Man 3 is like my favorite Iron Man movie? Yes, yes I, it is. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Listen, Joe, you're a good egg. I, I I appreciate your takes and I will I will just disagree with you. I will kindly disagree and not steal your joy. But I didn't say it was the best. I said it's my favorite. That's fair. I appreciate yeah. I see I appreciate the subjective, hey, I like this the best, but objectively or as objectively as possible, it's not the best. That's that fact. I can't yeah, argue with you a thing that you like the most. Yeah, I'll never argue that it's the best Iron Man movie, but I will say it's my favorite Iron Man movie. I, it, I remember liking it when we watched it for the show, so I can say that for a fact. I didn't like that at all either. The whole movie is not very good. <laughs> anyway, That's a good episode. So, that is actually pretty good. They drive through the trees and get to the place. Yes, Trevor is a human GPS channeling our fuzzy friend. Great. Thanks, man. I like our fuzzy friend. Fuzzy we Friend's do. the best. You just, oh, you how could you not? Love him. Oh, Fuzzy Friend's amazing. I, I just, with his wings, or his or her, again, I can't assign gen- I can't assign gender to like to a giant fuzzball with wings. That's not so really cute. possible. It's so, it's adorable. And the, the human GPS stuff is funny. You're like, oh, turn right, take a hard right. You, you know, it, it's good. I, I enjoyed all that. Yeah, the thing is, decent. it's I, the, the maze is cool. I it's it's fine. I don't feel like there was much stakes though. You all kind of know they're going to get to the end. Like, well, yeah, I mean, that's, there's not much of a thrill to it. I do like the fact that they found the the car was Razor Razor Fist's car, which is the, which is an oh, electric. We didn't talk about the escape yet. Oh yeah, yeah. well, it's pretty straightforward. Cool. Yeah, pretty cool. straightforward. Yeah, the sister knocks down the wall. Hey, there's tunnels. <laughs> Let's get out of here. That's how I escaped 14 years ago. And sure I, enough, she I, does. And I yeah. like all that. That's good. I like, it's fine. I like I like a lot of stuff with the sister, and I enjoyed them stealing Razor Fist car and every, like all that. To me, was just so amusing too. I thought it was all really well done scenes. I thought I thought it was neat as an electric car. I just thought that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> I may be a bad guy and roll over, secretly roll over a whole bunch of places, but all our cars are green no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> now this 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 is a hot take of hot takes. Is it me relative to like a lawnmower engine, which evidently expels enough? If you run it for an hour, it expels like a horrific amount of just unfiltered carbon dioxide or whatever an engine expels. Evidently, your lawnmower, if it has an engine, is horrible for the environment. I believe that's just, that. That's that I is a proven fact. Yeah. So you, we should be going electric for all this. I hate lawnmowers, by the way. So. <laughs> hate mowing lawns. Can we? I hate Again. it. I have a small that's yard right. on purpose because I don't want to do it. <laughs> we we got tricked in our house. I thought I had a small backyard. I do. Our front yard extends like out to the street, to the left, and to the property all the way to the right. I had no idea when we bought it. I'm like, oh, we should Jesus. have a decent front yard. All of a sudden, it's twice the size. I thought, wait, I have to mow all this? Damn it. Surprise. Yeah, literally, surprise. Oh, here, here's the layout to your home. Damn it. You have a push mower or you drive one around? <laughs> no, it's not that big. No. Oh, okay. I it's, say, it's, hope it's, it's not big. that huge. No, it's. <laughs> no. I live. I live in a suburb of Boston, Texas. None of our properties are that big. Come on now. But no, it's still a pain because I'm a man of convenience. I like a man of... Anyway. Get it. <laughs> I love when we get derailed in the show. I think you love it. I don't know if the audience does. That's my guess. Uh, people keep listening to us, so hey. I yeah. got All right. And as I've said in my last show, that's kind of, actually my show that's coming out on Monday, we already got your click, so... Mm-hmm. So whether or not you like it is up to you, but we thank you for you giving like it a it. try, it. if nothing else. Thank you for All giving you it a try. Click. <laughs> all right, so uh, then they, right. They, they drive through, they get to the place. I, I really like all the scenes with this town. I like how they get there, and the town folk are like, the old guys like, just get out of here. We don't want nothing to do with you. All I like that, that too. Makes sense. It all works well. It's, it's all pretty interesting, too, just the way they do it. And, like, 
I, I like the town. I like all the explanations of the town. Like they're, you know, as they kind of, as they get into it and they see where they're at. And, you know, I think that all that's done really well. You start seeing these random animals and birds on fire and just a lot of really cool stuff happens. And I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the eye candy. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I think it's all really filmed beautifully. It's really, it really captures, and I, I've heard, a, I've read a lot, and that's why I can't say, because I, I know very little about Chinese culture or Chinese history or folklore or anything. But I've heard it really does capture that Chinese folklore and, and, and history very well. I, I, that's what I've read, you know, so take that with a grain of salt. Oh, but I could totally see that. Yeah. One thing I just, we forgot to mention is it's when they're, ta- before they talk to Trevor, that's when they finally tell you that the mother was killed. That's yeah. right. The gang members killed her. Okay, I just wanted to get that out there. All right. Okay, so I, I have a I have a really funny joke about that as well as as, a, as another joke later on. They show up and they're like, oh, you know, a, a blood debt must be paid and all this other stuff, blah blah blah. So let let's say like his their parents, the mom and the dad. Let's say they were probably together for roughly what like give like a year, right? And he says, Shang Chi says that whenever his mom died at the age of seven is when the dad ended up becoming, you know, training them for how to kill and all that stuff. So these dudes waited eight years to show up and don't even kill the guy that they're after. They kill his wife and they really don't think there are repercussions from it. Yeah, they think this guy's hung him up for good this time. He probably has him like in a storage unit, can't find the key. It was like, ah, whatever. These <laughs> maybe, maybe he threw him in the volcano. Who knows? <laughs> You're right. You, you have a very good point. These guys thought they could just roll up. And of course, they roll up with literally 20 people, which they probably would have need because, again, even though she doesn't have her powers, she's a pretty trained martial artist. Like, you know, I'm sure she and actually when you see it after, you see a lot of those dudes on, on the, the floor. ground. Oh, yeah. Just just destroyed. So she held her own. But that's yeah. a super sad scene. It's it's a really tough one to watch. And yeah, it is. It's a good scene. But yeah, it, it's hard. And I didn't think about that, but like we were talking about earlier about all like the Chinese stuff that 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 probably makes sense. I mean, I don't I don't know enough Chinese folklore, unfortunately, or that or their history. I shouldn't say folklore, I feel, but I don't know their myths as well as like I know Greek myths. I wish I did. I like China. I like Chinese myths a lot, and I like myths in general. I just it just it's a lacking in my brain. You know what's not and do we, fun? I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, you know what's not a fun myth? Fun bunch of fun myths that I've come to realize recently. Greek myths? No, Norse myths because you have oh, got to work. Yeah, no, you have Greek myths, which are like, oh, you know, you have uh, a bowl that was given to that was supposed to be sacrificed. And so the theme is, you know, always make what you promise. Okay, what's this Norse myth? Oh, these bunch of people made a statue after Thor and Thor got drunk and didn't like it and killed his whole family. What's the lesson to learn from there? Don't piss off Thor. Oh, okay. That didn't that didn't come up in my screening of the Northmen with literally just a giant monstrosity murdering people here, there and everywhere. Uh, none of those myths showed up there. I like that movie. That's, I like that. It was pretty good. It was good. fast. Yeah. Cool. And then we have um, after after, you know, they're, they're told to summarily leave. Hey, you. But how would they leave, though? That's the question. I, if they did this well, they once can still go year, off the gate. They'll just get murdered. So the guy's literally saying leave and die. That's basically yeah. what that man was saying. He's like, he hey, you came care. here. Foolish people, go out that thing, try to traverse. Hey, do that backwards. Whatever you were doing, do it backwards. <laughs> Maybe that uh, couch that, that couch cushion will, will help you again. I don't know. <laughs> well, my guess they could get to the water or the river, but yeah, that's probably about it. This is like another dimension. It makes it seem like, like you said, Joe, like heaven, like a literal other dimension, a hidden thing. Yeah, I mean, it is, but they can still get out of it, I yeah, think. They can still escape it, yeah. 
they just can't get back to it the idea plus he doesn't give a shit that's the other part of it you know well yeah that's true too because when they get in there it's true <laughs> it's clearly through like a portal like when they go through the water it kind mm-hmm. of like beads away and it's literally a, a portal that they drive their electric bmw through and i did pay attention to the bmw it, there, it was product placement in this movie is not prevalent so you can feel good about that hey at least it wasn't a god lord please then michelle yo shows up i like her oh if i remember correctly she was also in guardians galaxy 2 for a very very small cameo scene was she? Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was one of the ones in the, the one of the Raiders, Marauders, whatever they called. The- yeah, and she's in the, like, the, fuck that movie. But I, I'm happy that she's in here. I'm happy she gets a, a real role, and because she's a great freaking actress. So it made, oh, she's fantastic. Made me she, happy. Of course, of course, I discovered her from um, the Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, no, she's in that. I, I, I need oh, she's to. Good. I love Star Trek. I have not touched Star Trek with any of the newer stuff. I don't know why. Uh, it's not nearly as good as Strange New Worlds, which is great. That's Strange New Worlds too. is fantastic. Discovery is like just Star Wars in the Star Trek universe, but it's fun. I, I like it for what it is. It's good popcorn uh, entertainment. Oh, and, and then she's in um, everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once, which I've been hearing. <sighs> I need to watch. Fantastic. That's oh, so good. She's fantastic in that. I was going to mention that as well. So I'm really glad that she's getting great roles and um, doing well with them because uh, and she got some of that sweet, sweet Marvel money. So cool. Now she can do something like everything, everywhere, all at once, which is again. And- She's life. supposedly in Avatar 3 and Avatar 4, supposedly, whenever those come out in 2024 and 2026. Sure, okay. Well, I won't see those. That's fine. If, if they even come out, because apparently James Cameron said if Avatar 2 doesn't do well, he's just canceling the whole series. What happened to the sixth movie he was going to make that he's been working on for the last <laughs> ten years? Oh, okay. Like, oh, well, we didn't make enough money. Fuck you. Like, you're not, I mean, <sighs> I know they're going to get my small rant. If they expect to make what they made off Avatar, they may as well just not even bother releasing it then. It's not going to happen. <laughs> can say it right now. I mean, it'll make money, but it ain't gonna make that kind of money. Uh, but no, seeing her is great. I love the whole explanation that they have dragon armor and dragon scales they use to make all this equipment. I, I like that. You get a small brief thing where they talk about the dark gate and how you know they the it was sealed away and this world had giant cities and they go into all that and they give you just a little bit, but I, I like all that. And I like the you know you have you have a small scene where they're getting they're getting upgraded equipment. Katie's you know goes out and does archery Shane Shane gets dragon armor. The sister gets a cool weapon, and she's training. I I thought all that was very well. Done. Yeah, I kind of said it. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. Oh, you go ahead, go ahead, Bill. I was gonna say, yeah, they had they had a lot of um, upgrade points to spend after <laughs> um, all the leveling they had done over the last kind of hour and a half. So they could easily afford like the dragon armor and everything. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, it's good. it's also good uh, setting up of the uh, of the world they're in. So yeah, it's it's a good setting up of just that of that world and society and kind of. Also, the magical properties of it, you know, dragon scales and really cementing that this is rooted in a real thing, but also exaggerated through this magic. And uh, I like that. There's also like weird tidbits about it, too. Like you see how all the colors of the dragon scales come in mostly white or red, which I don't know if the dragon's also white and red because you kind of see it later on in the movie. I'll probably have to pay attention to that a little bit later on. Yeah, you you have the, the, the 80s training montage of everyone learning how to do something new takes place yep. over what like a couple hours the the, mo- the movie that very makes a very intentional point to cement that katie is likely going to save the day right like they, it's pretty once you see her you know with the with the stern um traditional kung fu master from the 70s movies who kind of flip their beard around and look at you sternly they uh when she gets that bow and arrow in her hand you're like oh, okay i get it she's going to do something with that to save the day but it's still effective it's her contributing 
Uh, Trevor, not doing anything uh, at all during this thing. <laughs> he gets like a red tunic uh, like everybody else, just so he blends in. Um, and then he does the most disgraceful thing anybody could do because he's useless and 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 tar- terrible. So that's the – it's – anyway, let's <laughs> get back into Trevor. We see Trevor at least <laughs> – we only see Trevor twice more in this movie, I think. And that's literally the end of him. Again, you could have picked anybody, anybody, anybody. <laughs> I'm sure there's like jokey face clown man that is somewhere <laughs> that came in the 70s, you know, with the giant Afro. I don't know. Just there's lots of characters they could have chosen from. Of course I mean, they was. They just <laughs> again, it was really just they have to apologize for Iron Man 3. They felt and they made me happy. So I'm OK with it. You know, Jar Jar Binks, Jar Jar Binks, the loathed, <laughs> loathed character. From the Star Wars prequels. At least he does something in the final battle. He leads his dopey army of equally stupid looking creatures. He does things. And then you know he Trevor becomes does? a senator. He's a senator now. Well, that's, come on now. Okay. <laughs> senator, really? Senator <laughs> yeah, Jar Jar? Oof, please. The, well, hey, don't worry. Things great. don't work out too well for him. Because I'm pretty sure everyone, they all get killed at some point. So Just oh, fine. Yeah, but, but my point is, very, is this very quickly. Is that when we get to the big battle, Trevor does nothing to help. He does nothing. He hides. He pretends he's dead. He's for, for funzos because it's really cute <laughs> to watch the Ottoman like fly on his back like a good like a like a little good doggy. See, I can rub his little tummy <laughs> and just and just feel at ease with the world. Gosh, I want one of those. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there because we're not quite there yet. We're here still just building the scenes. I think this is the point where Shang-Chi was with his aunt and 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 kind of learns the moves his mom yeah, did. He does a little, little training thing. So pretty. Um, That's so beautiful. I really want to talk about this scene for uh, one reason. Mike, when you posted on, on Shang-Chi, thankfully I saw it because I really want to hop on this movie for one specific reason. This scene of the movie means a lot to me, and which is really weird because of what it is. But uh, when he's training with his aunt, he the difference between the mom and the dad is that the dad has more of an aggressive fighting style and opposite to the mom, to which the mom has more of a defensive fighting style. But uh, one of the things that also is too is it's different because they're both women showing him how to do this fighting style so it could be considered more that it's more effeminate and there's a really good moment where the the aunt's training shang chi and she you know tells him to relax his hands and she she goes your mom knew who you were do you and i kind of took it as you know i'm a i'm gay i have i have a husband you know i'm you know, all this other stuff. And it made me feel a little bit better about myself because men always come off as aggressive and all this other stuff. And yeah. they tell him to be more, you know, relaxed and technically even be more, a little more feminine. So it, this one scene me, it meant a lot to me. That's awesome. It's cool. awesome, man. Yeah. I totally get, I can totally see that. Cause again, and he uses those moves when he's taking on his dad toward the end. And so he's using what he learned. And, um, it's that kind of calm, patient, wait for your moment. Yeah, I, I love that, man. That's well done. That's that's uh, yeah, nothing to add to that, obviously. No, that's good. It's also yeah. it's just a, a good scene. I mean, all I feel like everything with this leading up to it was all very well done, and I I really enjoyed it a lot. I mean, this isn't my show where I'd be like, so did you did you find a connection with your mom like when you when you saw this? <laughs> like, did you feel like that? Sort? I I'm not going to push. This is not my show. So uh, yeah, uh, you're in enough of it though. So which I'm happy about. <laughs> That's true. You're a big part of the show, which I'm I'm always glad of. Aw. Especially for the movies. You're my you're one of my movie guys. Especially oh, MCU, unfortunately for you. But that's oh, fine. <laughs> I like I, I enjoy watching these with a purpose. I when I watched Eternals, it was for fun and I was very disappointed. Next time I watch it for the show, it will be for a purpose. So it'll be fine. 
Yeah, it's gonna happen because I now that Phase Four I know is end just about ended. I'm like I'm actually now interested to try to knock out a bunch of these. And since I have a couple of them already planned, Hawkeye, I have She-Hulk planned recordings very soon. Like I'm like it's time just to do some more of this crap and get it and get it in the books and get it done. So even though I don't really want to do No Way Home until I cover more Spider-Man, but that's uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens first. <laughs> And then I do like it when you have you have after all the reflecting all like them getting ready for the big war, you have the army show up and they they stand off. And I think this is a really good scene, like everything with this. I, I do love there's a joke where the Mandarin, the old guy's like, go back. And he's like, shut up, young man. And I just it's hilarious because, you know, he's old as hell because he's lived forever. So, you know, I, and it's just hilarious to me. It made me laugh. And it's just so good because the Mandarin is really just so focused on saving the mother and not listening to anything they're saying. They tell him they're like. It's not her talking to you. It's a demon. You know, it, it's a not what you think. And he's just so focused on this and he's so filled with grief and anger and revenge that he doesn't care. And all he wants to do is, I mean, he almost murders his own son. He throws him in the lake, which should have killed him at one point when they're when they're fighting. There's there's a because it, it's even, even more fucked up, too, because he blames he also blames his son for his mom dying. Which and it, yeah. and it. Yeah, it uh, reminds me of this John Mulaney joke where it's like, where were you when your mom died? Well, I was over on the bench. And he's like, people, like, he's like, well, why couldn't you do anything to stop him? Well, I was over on the bench where my mom told me to be, you know, stay on the bench. So I was over on the bench. I mean, it's very yeah. much he's a kid. I mean, sure, he and he wasn't trained to be a murderer. Even if he was, I mean, you can't take out 30, you know, 40 guys. You know, right. like, it's yeah. just... So- what did he want his son to, to die as well? Like in, yes. in the process of this, I mean, because is that what he, he died? He also honor? shows, which I think is, <laughs> uh, I think in, is real sometimes with people in, in real life where you have men that, you know, will have more respect for the woman than they do for their own kids. Like they just don't care. Like if the woman's not involved, the kids don't matter yeah. type of thing. And I think that's a big kind of what this was going for too, with this villain. But, but it's interesting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say it, it, it also goes in the whole thing of, I believe the rings are actually physically making him crazy. Mm-hmm. And, Maybe it has to do with the fact that he's also way past how old he's supposed to be. Because he, he even goes to the point to where whenever he's at the gate, he looks at the gate and it's like, this isn't like a simple contraption. Like, why would your wife be behind here? And he's you can he's hitting it and seeing the demons coming out and he's still going thinking his wife's behind there. So he desperately wants this to be true. Yeah. I mean, that's, he's, I, that's like he wants this to be the case. And, and that's any, also. Da- yeah human nature we'll believe things that we know are wrong because we want to believe them oh yeah absolutely absolutely so it's a it's a really um it's an interesting dynamic of someone being fooled not only by the voices in his head which is like it's schizophrenia mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest but it's but also self where i'm looking for self uh, the self-deception well Self-deception, okay. right? Like self-deception, we'll just call that. Where he just he refuses to, even though someone he loves is saying, Dad, no, this is not real. Um, he wants it so badly. And it's sad. And it's even though he is slamming his, his uh, ring hands against this wall to knock loose scales, again, more dragon scales, which are really cool, or dragon rocks, you know, to seal these creatures in. Um, and you know bad things are going to happen because it's a Marvel movie. Even <laughs> so, he decide, he he has to do it. It's really interesting. And then we have uh, my favorite part of this other movie, which I believe is great comedic effect where the monsters come out and then they go, oh, my God, we're, we guys have to help us. And they go, we're not going to help you. And you have this guy that I talked about earlier wearing the mask who's been hyped up this whole movie. <laughs> That's great. Really That's powerful. Really and he gets dead spaced where he gets lifted up into the air <laughs> and his soul sucked out. And they go, oh, yeah, we'll help. Yeah. 
fuck those things. It's good. I, yeah. I like how they join forces. Like they're like, okay, then they, you know, they find out their weapons are useless, and then they yeah. all start getting dragon weapons. Like somehow Razor Fist gets a gets a blade. He breaks off a blade off his spear and dumb. puts it on well, his arm. Like you said, he picked up a Mega Man power up. He mm-hmm. beat a Robot Master, <laughs> and he he pick, he fire you know Dragon Blade Man. And uh, just equip that. Yeah, it's like, again, one of those things where, like, how did you have a thing that, that screws into your your custom-made arm? Again, it's movie. Be quiet, Bill. Shut up, Rain. <laughs> I like <laughs> it. I, I really get it. Like, I, this, I think, was a really good fight scene, too. Everything with this. You have Sang-Chi coming out of the water on the dragon. You have them fighting the Soul Eaters. Like, I think all this is just so well done and just such a, I mean, I know it's cliche in our movie big fight like i don't care i i'm that's what i'm here for i'm here for this and this to me was super entertaining and it lasts like about half an hour or more like it's a long scene yeah this whole sequence is about a half an hour um didn't we skip over as we did real quick the moment where he where where shang chi is is at the lake we did. and he admits that he we did you didn't mention that i was just fell asleep. no we, I think okay. we skipped over it okay well just very quickly i i that is a very good moment of, of acting and connection between him and katie and katie this this sticks with him all the time like you you didn't you know, he admits that he did succeed in his mission and realized he couldn't come back, but he actually did murder the the, the person. So, yeah, pretty good stuff. But yeah, I, what I like about this battle is it is kind of cliche Marvel, but it's also very small in scope, if that makes sense. It's not a million bad guys, you know, a million bad guys, you know, Thanos's army going against 35 Avengers, which, again, is super cool. Come on now. That was amazing. But this is small. Like it's just it's just this um, oncoming force that is very scary, soul eating. They can eat your soul and feed the mother dragon. I, I like the scope of it. It's like it takes place on basically a beach or a lakeside. So you have you know, 20 or 30 people facing off against 20 or so monsters as they keep streaming out. I like it. I think it's, it, it definitely lends itself to the source material and to what it's trying to do. It's not this big, ridiculous battle with a blue laser coming from the sky that they're trying to stop, you know? I also yeah, yeah, I, makes it work well. One of the weird things I've noticed too, because I'm I've got it kind of playing in the background while we're talking about it. <laughs> one of the things that they easily could have copped out on this movie as well, because it has a whole scene where he gets thrown in the river and the dragon brings him up. And you even have the, another moment later on where the sister knocks a bunch of the soul suckers off the dragon's eyes and the dragon kind of nods at her and she's like, Oh, I yep. did something useful. They yep. very much did not cop out and make their mom like a princess or make them the chosen ones. They're just like their mom was just someone from this town. Yeah, right. Yeah, she wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't like the queen of the village or something. She just, yeah, like you said, it's perfectly said. Yeah, it's just, it's just, she was just there, a member yeah. of the community. Yeah, I like the, um, I like the moment when, when Shang Chi is in the water and he's slowly, dramatically sinking. Uh, not really drowning <laughs> or struggling. He's just sinking, and the the bubbles, the air goes into his nose, which kind of wakes him up. But I guess that's dragon air, so I guess yeah. that's dragon <laughs> expulsion in his nose. My my first thought was, ooh, that's kind of like when you run into a bubble in like Mario sixty four. Like he just would bloop, 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 then his air thing regenerated, and now he's back in action. <laughs> or Sonic. Sonic, yeah, Sonic too, yeah. Well, I, yeah. So I, it's all all of this is very good, and it's good tension building. I think it goes on a little too long for my taste. It it does, but in service of drama, which I'm okay with. But I just felt this did kind of just stretch out along. Trevor, like we said before, pretends to be dead. He's acting. <laughs> um, to which I just yell, die. That's good. Just lay there. Hopefully you get stomped by a soul sucker. Soul suckers know you have souls. Well, they just come by and suck your brain out. Perfect. Bye. 
I don't want to. I don't want to wish ill on a, on a. Even on a fictional character, I don't want him to die. But <laughs> you just really don't like him. Really don't <laughs> don't like worry, him. I'm pretty sure you'll never see this character again. You better not. I. I will. I'll I will just, be upset. Like I laughed in this, but I will be upset if he shows up again in anything. Yeah, I think Sir Ben Kins- Kinsley. Kinsley. Sir Ben Kingsley did it one more time for as a favor to somebody. He's like, you know, I can use an extra hundred grand or whatever the, a, a character like that makes in a movie. And yeah, he I'm thinks sure he's he got done. paid more than that. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, he's not sure he really good money just for this cameo. It, it's two days out of his life, to be honest. Like, he doesn't, you know, yeah, probably maybe one. Yeah, one. Anyway. <laughs> all right. And then this is when you have you as you have all them fighting, you have Shang fighting his father. And this is when I, like, all that is really good, where he he takes the rings like the rings end up coming to him during the fight. I like that a lot. Yeah. Is that like a this you are now worthy of this kind of I thing? Think like a so. Thor? And I like think Thor's like millionaire. I think. And I also think because of what he's doing, what Mandarin is doing, that it's affecting the rings and they are not OK with what's happening either. So they're going to somebody else. That's how I took it, too, because if you release that dragon, it's going to kill everything. And those rings are not from here. So I, I don't know. That's kind of how I took it. But I don't know if that's what's meant to be or not. Yeah. Uh, what is it? I want to say it's also like a worthy thing, too, because I think the idea is supposed to be is that the mom, the rings could have gone to the mom originally whenever they first fought the mom and the dad fought. And she just chose not to take them because she just didn't care. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because whenever she I think he, he throws one at her, she collects it and it changes color to the yellow and then she throws it back at him and he catches it back on his wrist. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's cool. Yeah. And then and, finally, uh, he ends up releasing the evil dragon because he kept beating at the gate enough. And the fact that the dragon kills him, I think that that's actually a really touching scene. And it's a good scene to finish off this villain where he's dying by the dragon. But in his last breath, he gives the rings to his son. Yeah. And this is where I also talk about how, like, I remember this movie differently, but I'm glad I rewatched it because it kind of shows as a much thing of as much as the dad was kind of the villain of the movie. He still gave a shit about his son. Because it shows the moments of them touching foreheads and showing that he actually cares for his son. Yeah, I like it. I think that it's good that it's there like that. And it makes me happy. That, it, <laughs> that has it. So. Yeah. That was my thing on it. I mean, I, I, and oh, God, the dragon versus dragon fight. That is, I know it's a CGI coolness, but I really like it. It's fine. I, it's love, fine. I love dragons. So watching these two things just fight each other to me, I'm like, Mwah, just great. Yeah, no, it's it, so yeah, I thought it was, it was fine. I, I when I saw it come up, I, I immediately went dragon fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it, like it was cool. Like it was cool. I think some of the CG in this movie is a little suspect. Um, I didn't mention that earlier when they entered the the this land. You know, some some of the CG is a little, meh, meh. but again, you're so invested in everything. It's a very minor little kind of notice. And I'm also watching it on a you know computer screen, you know, really close up. So I kind of seeing it more than if it was on a larger, larger screen sitting far back. So yeah, no, it was it's good though. I I the the, the dragon fight, it's just two big things bopping into each other. <laughs> and after all of like this really intricate choreographed uh, martial arts, it's just these two big brutes booping and booping. And what the dragon is trying to do yeah. is it trying to cyclone, I guess, and try to sink the other dragon. It's well, then it's trying to yet. steal his soul too. Well, the other dragon is trying to so red dragon is trying to steal um good dragon. I put like GB and BD for good good dragon, bad dragon. <laughs> and so bad dragon is trying to steal the soul. And this is when Katie saves the day. Um the payoff for her happens where she fires an arrow from a million miles away, pierces the other dragon's neck, bah, 
he stops and that allows the opening for the balance of this to happen. We should not call it bad dragon. It's evil dragon. Do not look up bad dragon. No one Google bad dragon. Oh no. Why? <laughs> oh no. I think I might know when I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <So>. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. And it gets to, is it, is that, does that arrow shot killer? Is it like give him enough time to actually, it doesn't yeah. kill him. It just knocks him from stealing the soul of the other dragon, which would have then destroyed the world. Yeah, because they they later on refer because I remember that too. He he does a what Katie refers to as a kamehameha into his chest, and it grinds up the big evil dragon. I think that's when also is that when when uh, Shang Chi basically puts all ten rings inside of uh, inside the dragon and then yes. explodes him. Yeah, <laughs> pretty great. That's a good thing. It's all pretty good. And this uh, the only thing with this is especially when they're kind of like dipping around the water and jumping around the shark shark the <laughs> <laughs> jumping around the dragon. Um, it's just a little unbelievable. Like, why can Sis do this? But again, I, that's fine. It just gets a little hard to track. This is the only part of the movie where everything is just so swirly and dashy and jumpy. And I just found it kind of hard to see where people were in space. But then finally, Shang-Chi is being suspended in the air by a little mini cyclone, I guess. And <laughs> from, from destination unknown. And then he kind of just this twist, like, blah, which is very satisfying. Good about a blorp. The thing explodes into pieces. Pretty great. Boom. Kind of how it works. No, this is really good. I mean, I, I I really enjoyed all all this with the the dragons, and then you have you have the small scene with the he won't let the sister go during all that. Then you have the funeral scene where they're all like you know they're putting all the bodies out in the water. There's a lot of dead people, of course, because you know yeah, it's, just, it's, a, it's a battle. Yeah, and it's then it and then it and then the movie just cuts to them having dinner with the friends again from earlier. And this is I think this is a good like just funny scene too where they're. They're like, and they're telling them the story. Like, you're just saying that to make fun of us after what we said last two weeks ago. Yeah, just like, real quick back, just real quick oh, back yeah. to the to the funeral. No, no big deal. Big thing, I feel it's like ch- you know Chinese lanterns, that kind of thing. They're floating them on the water. And um, I hope, I hope this is the last time I have to say his name. I hope Trevor puts a lantern in the water and pushes it away. <laughs> and hopefully, that is the last thing he ever does in the Marvel universe ever. I hopefully he's not gonna that, come back. Hopefully, that's it. <laughs> That actually should have been his. Somebody, the the little fuzzball should have pushed his lantern <laughs> out there. That would have been actually better. But I also uh, talk- don't believe we'll see Talao again either. I mean, there will be a Shang-Chi too, that's obviously, but I don't think we're going to see this. It won't be Talao. That's my prediction. Have, you think he'll have the rings? I think he'll have the rings, and I think they're going to go somewhere else with it. I mean, there's lots of ways they can go, you know, with that. And it, I just don't, I don't think they're going to come back to this place. It's been confirmed, and I'll I'll save that for with the, the credit stinger. So, but yeah, they're having dinner, and Wong shows up, <laughs> and then they finally Wong, believe him. Yeah, so the family didn't, the, come, the friend Wong didn't believe to, him. Sorry, Wong can come to dinner whenever he wants. <laughs> whenever you want, just trips in. You we got a spot for you, Wong. That's but, a funny ass scene, though. Like he's like, I need your help. Come with me. And it hasn't been paid off yet. There hasn't been any because the time of recording this, me phase Black Panther just came out. Like. There hasn't been and all the shows I'm, I'm up to date. Like there hasn't been anything yet to, to cover this yet. Kind which of. I'm okay with. So the after credit scene is them looking at the rings and Captain Marvel and the Hulk are there. And the one thing that confused a lot of people was why is the Hulk human? And thankfully, She-Hulk fixed that because I was rewatching that scene and he does have his inhibitor on his wrist that he shows off in She-Hulk. Oh, that's cool. OK, I didn't yeah. ca- I didn't really think much about it, but that's cool. I'm glad they did yeah. that. Yeah, but uh, it has thought it, there's two th- working theories. One is a newer theory because of what's going on. One is that the rings are slowly because they, they end off where the rings are emitting a 
a pulse. People said that through Sung Chi comic, that pulse is going to Fing Fang Foom, and that who is that's who the villain for the next movie is going to be. I'm hundred percent on board for that. And the other working theory is that may that may not be true because of the new Ant Man trailer where they said the rings are made somewhere else and they're not sure where. And the reason why the events of Ant-Man and the new Ant-Man and Wasp movie are happening is because Lang's the daughter made, made a signal that, that called them to the microverse. But I doubt that's what they were doing or going for. And I'm hoping they're sticking with the Fing Fang Foom thing. I mean, it's all the multiverse saga. I mean, that's what this whole phase four, five, six are all about multiverse. And we're not going to... It's probably going to blow up pretty big, I think, in five and six, because five is supposedly when we get the two Avengers movies and that that's not the end of it. So there's stuff oh. coming. I think it's five. Maybe it's six. I don't remember when the hell, but it's coming. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And I also like to when 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 Wong goes through the portal, he goes Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi and Shang-Chi looks goes here present <laughs> like he's being called on in class like for attendance. It was so cute. Really funny uh, beat. And I like when they walk through the portal, you know, arm in arm, kind of almost sarcastically. Like, yeah. all right, hey, let's go traipse through this portal and become superheroes now. And I like the fact Katie goes with him. You know, I think he really does need her as not just a as a partner, but as like an emotional anchor, you know, to keep him grounded. I I, I, I like that. That's great. They're, they're friends. <laughs> just like, oh, pretty great. <laughs> and then you get the title screen finally. This yep. is when the title screen shows up. Which I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, again, it's one thing we always make. We always talk about the MCU thing with the how when the title screen comes up, and I really enjoyed the credit scene, seeing Wong with it, with and seeing Carol and Car- uh, you know, Captain Marvel's got to run away, and then there's a small scene where then they go play, they do karaoke with Wong. As one would, <laughs> so fun. Yep, because you know Wong throws down, like he throws down <laughs> a good party, like he 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 will. He's a really good hang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's proven further in She-Hulk, and I'm so glad about that. <laughs> really, I see. I haven't seen She-Hulk, so She-Hulk's really, really good. By the way, yeah, it's I great. Know. So, Miss so Marvel, good. if you haven't seen that one either, that Miss Marvel's really good. Moon Knight, I can take or leave. I love Moon Knight. I know you do. <laughs> but that, I, that. It, it's yeah, it's Moon Knight is one of the ones that feels very disconnected for the rest of it, which is nice. Who's Moon Knight? O- Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Oh, man, I can stare at that guy shirtless any day. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I don't think or I don't think oh does he does he appear uh sans shirt in uh, Moon Knight? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have you have more credits and you have the last credit scene, which is the sister supposed to be dismantling the operation, but you see she's actually taking it over and incorporating stuff from her fight club into it. And I, I really like that. I, I like that she didn't just, you know, she wanted Empire, she's getting her Empire now. Yeah, we're we're getting more movies that are also establishing more villains, which I'm also okay with because, you know, uh, Loki teases Kang and then Captain Captain America ends with uh, a shadow broker. I think it's called. Yeah. Yes. I think, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, I, I'm more on board. That, and then, like I said, this movie, technically, people think it's teasing Fing Fang Foom. And I'm glad that we're just getting more and more villains and they're not just trying to do like like the first couple of phases where it's like, oh, everything's going to wrap up with Thanos. So pretty good. Yeah, I think it's good. I agree. I like that and stuff like that. For sure. And I think that does it, right? Yeah, Yeah, that does it. Then that brings us to Shelf Stacker Box. And Joe, why don't you go first? I was totally going on the shelf. Besides the the really intimate moment that I had with this movie. I also am a fan of practical martial arts and movies like you guys were talking about earlier. So 
uh, this is definitely going on the shelf. Okay. And I'll go next. This is also going to go on the shelf for me. I, I enjoyed this movie when we saw it in theaters, and then a year later when I didn't remember a majority of it, I still really enjoyed it. And I and now that you bring up the fact that Phase 4 really is about grief, that I think that, that, that makes me want to look at these movies a lot differently now, too, to kind of to really examine that theory. But I liked it. Go on the shelf. Uh, what about you, Bill? Yeah, this is a shelf as well. Uh, so three shelves. As much as I would love to see a Trevor redacted edition of this movie, <laughs> and, I, and I promise that'll be the last joke I make. I'm sure it's getting tiresome at this point. No, that's fine. It's, I, and it's great. I mean, the martial arts are fun. The characters are well drawn. There's lots of exciting sets. It's beautifully shot. Um, minor quibbles here and there, but for the most part, it's it's wonderful and it's a great experience. It's one of my favorites of Phase 4, and I have still have yet to see all of Phase 4, so that may change, but yeah, it's fantastic, so easy shelf. You at least yep. seen Doctor Strange, right, by now? I have actually not seen Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. I keep I forgot about forgot that movie existed. That's, I may have to. I may have. I may have to fix this. It's this your movie. kind I'm of movie. I'm gonna fix too. this. I have to fix this problem. I can't believe I. No, I haven't seen it. It's um, on Disney Plus. Yeah, I know. I'm sure. I I've seen it. I just yeah. Okay, I'm gonna fix that this week. Yeah, because it's 100 percent a movie made for Bill Tucker. Okay, like yeah. I'm just gonna put that out there because I'm Is it like, enough with you. It's a Bill Tucker movie. Oh yeah, dude. Like also like <laughs> firsthand. It is it is campy and also it is a horror movie. Keep that oh, in mind as well. Yay! Oh, fantastic! Yeah, it's a, oh, I guess it's a Bill Tucker movie, and it's by uh, Sam Raimi, and he gets in some of his oh, horror stuff. Oh, neat! Oh, that's yeah. right! Wow. Okay. And I, it has I, your I guy Benedict. Okay. So. Oh well, well, that's 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 reason enough, please. <laughs> no, it, but yeah, it's one of the better movies of the. I think it might it might uh, no, it's my second favorite Phase Four. Is you're you're a big cinematography guy, right, Bill? For sure. Yeah. There, there's like a there's like a fantastic scene where I think like Doctor Strange is talking and behind him like it's black and it's showing like different scenes and it's just it's filmed so well. I'm I'm gonna fix this I'm gonna fix this error in judgment uh, at this weekend <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's I hope you do because I I want to hear what you think. We'll, we'll it, it could be a little bit before we cover it because uh, we got to do Eternals we got to do Spider Man No Way Home then we get to Doctor Strange and I I have a lot of shit I want to do in between before No Way Home to get ready for No Way Home because I feel like if I don't cover the other stuff it doesn't do it justice. Right. And and also you have you have to uh we're going to do also I'm not sure if you've announced any of the holidays things or like the holiday stuff yet. Yeah, the poll the polls up. Hawkeye's been announced. We're okay, doing so Hawkeye. Hawkeye's been announced. Okay, so we're going to do Hawkeye. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was announced. I didn't want to like spill the beans. It's, it's been announced at some point. I've said it before. Yeah, well, I'm cuz I I'm it, it's happening and once I say it I have to do it, so it helps make that happen. Hawkeye, the Christmas TV show. Yeah, yeah it so it's, it's perfect. That's great. That's it's, that's why it's going to be a good and time I'm also to watch it. recording She-Hulk with three women cuz that's perfect for that type of show. So. Oh, cool. Cool. Did you get Helena on? It's, uh no, unfortunately. No, I didn't um, um Tiffany, my wife, and, and two of her friends. Right on. That'd be fun. Because it's a very, like, it's a very women empowerment show and a very, like, this is one, one quick thing from She-Hulk. There's a scene in the first episode where Hulk's like, well, you got to control your anger. And she, he's like, she's like, I'm a woman. I have to control my anger every single day with what I, the way I live. And it just, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is, it, and that's just how it starts yeah. off. It, it's, yeah, it's good, though. It's a very sex positive, female positive type show. And it's very interesting. And it breaks fourth wall, which is hilarious, too. So, yeah, I watched it with. I watched it with my my friend that I watched my Marvel stuff with because my husband hates Marvel stuff. And she is, in fact, a girl woman. So she she loved it to death, too, as as did I. It, it's it's really good like that. And I just I just I don't know. It was that, that first comment where I'm like, yeah, I, and I wasn't going to do it, but it was just something that just kind of happened. And, and that's also where I'm like, I need to fucking get more shit done with Marvel for phase four now that it's done. Just about done. And then we can wait till next year to cover the damn Guardians thing. <laughs> that's got to be Christmas. So my goal is to get caught up 
or at least do that next Christmas. So we'll see how things go. All right. And Bill, where can people find you at? Yeah, I do a, a little podcast called A Gamer Looks at 40. Uh, it uh, just goes through. It's a pot. Right now, we're going through a retrospective of the Legend of Zelda series. This retrospective is going to go probably to at least probably February at this point. The episodes are just getting too big, so I'm chopping them up into pieces, <laughs> and then it's just extending the timeline. Much like a lot of the Marvel stuff is extended way too far, but I do think these are good. Just telling the personal stories of people's connections to games and consoles and eras. Our beloved Mike Alberton has been on the show a numerous amount of times. I don't, Joey, haven't haven't had you on, and we have to make that happen. But yeah, so basically, just wanted to, uh, just geez, I just completely stuttered and faltered on my plug that I've done a million times on this show. Gamer looks at 40 on Twitter. I also uh, I set up a Discord now. So yeah, I don't know how to make I don't know how to get people to join the Discord. I really don't. There's like a link that expires in like five days. Yeah, you, now, you so. can you can set it so it doesn't expire. But okay. just be careful because that's what I did. I thought and it still expired, so I made a new okay. one. I say I <laughs> see. That's the thing. I don't. I I know none of these things. I don't know much slide. about Discord. I I made one too, but I don't. I don't oh, there's like bots and stuff and programs and scripts you can run. I, I don't you know. You can use it for recording. A lot of people use it for recording, too. I do not. But I'm glad that you made one. I joined it. So Yeah, you're there. Hi. And you can be there as well if you go to if as soon unless Twitter explodes between now and this is uh this is released. This comes then out you can't month. go to Twitter. This comes out in December. I Twitter may very well explode between now and next. Twitter's and going season. to. I really think Twitter's gonna fall apart at the I think what's gonna happen is he's gonna run it to the ground and then someone else will pick up the ashes and put it back together. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna fall to the ground. I actually don't think so. I just think it's he's gonna be I read a very I've read a very interesting thread about what's happening and it's gross and awful and human because he is gross and awful and human. Um, but it kind of makes sense. I don't think it's going to fall apart, but I don't think it'll be the same, which I didn't eh. want to see him gone at this point. Eh, yeah, it's not going to happen. I know. Bought it, but he also over, he also overpaid, which I don't think is going to end well for him. So I mean, I know he's got money. It doesn't matter, but still, I mean, to yeah. overpay something for like double the price. It's not exactly a, <laughs> a sign of real good businessmanship there, you know? To quote a good friend of the show, he is referred to as Phony Stark. Ah, oh, that's really good. Oh, Phony Stark is very funny. That's exactly it. He's, I was watching. He, yeah. Not to get into an Elon Musk conversation, fine. but he is literally like Andrew Ryan. Like he is. He's like a Photoshop. <laughs> he is. I was thinking about it. Like, man, his philosophies are extremely Randian. Like that's it's, you know, the 90 well, percent are driving the 10 percent down. You're like, hey, they're human beings. Could we please? He's a oh, God. There's a funny like. I was watching Big Bang Theory yesterday, last night, and I got to an episode where it had him in there. He's like, oh, I was just, I was giving too much gravy at the soup kitchen, so they, they sent me back. I was being too generous. Like, buddy, I don't think you're generous. Like, I know you're trying to act like you're a generous person, but I don't think you are. I don't know. I found that funny. Anyway, sorry. No, that's fine. Oh, the Twitter other, is where one, you can find me. Hey, he's, hey, he's in MCU related. He's in Iron Man 2. That's right. He is in Iron Man 2. Yeah. So, it's related. I, I, uh, no, it's just, the whole thing is just so stupid. And, and it, there's a funny, now that you got me up, and it's the end, of, I don't care. I'll go off topic some of the end of these shows where people actually stick around for everything. Uh, there's a funny thing that there was a meme that, or a, a post that went around where the guy, like, they fired the guy who was in charge of the, the car. He said, hey, can you come back and help us fix it? And again, that's a real thing. After I, I got fired from my job and I purposely didn't show them how to correct all the cards. Because I was, I was like, why are you asking me? Like the day before, the day they fired me, like, oh, hey, can you uh, show us how to do the cards? I'm like, well, that's weird. I always do the cards. Hmm. So I purposely left out a step because I'm like, this is a little strange. And then that a couple days later, they're like, hey, can you? They asked him like, hey, can you ask Mike how to do this? And I'm like, it's just like you can. I can ask. He ain't gonna tell me. I'm like, no, yeah, you're right. I'm not gonna say a word. Fuck him. <laughs> but it was right. also my thing. Like before you fire someone, maybe you should learn how to do their job. You know, one of those things. 
<laughs> it just made me laugh. Like that's what it made no, me. It's, no, it's that's uh, there. People are they're human beings. It's not just numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and when people are trying to do things, you you, you might want to learn a little ahead of time and not make them suspicious. Where you they see a resume on the desk to replace their job that that is exactly their job. Like oh, hmm, so and then you're gross. asking them to teach you stuff the same the the next week. Hmm, we're gonna do a knowledge transfer. We're gonna, that's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna. <laughs> knowledge transfer make sure more people know this stuff than just you because it's not yeah, good. And, this, yeah, and it's the same a week after you take me off the facebook for the for the for the business hmm that's weird that was my job hmm, almost <laughs> if you're trying to tell me something cool. so yeah don't don't do things like that when you're when you're if you're gonna if you need someone to train you how to do their job before you fire them make sure you don't make it obvious <laughs> i look back and now i find it funny that i have a much better job and i'm happy where i am but i just look back at like some of the, the stupid shit i'm like oh god all right enough of that <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode you can find over 400 other episodes of, of this podcast that we do uh we do movies tv comics games we do all sorts of shit go check out our giant catalog you can find everything on podbean if you can't find what you're looking for on spotify or itunes because it only goes back so far we done all the MCU, MCU movies before this, a couple of the shows, so def- or one of the shows at this point. So definitely go check out that giant catalog if you want to go listen to our whole MCU craziness that burned me the fuck out and took me a year to get back to this, really. So I'll go listen to all that. And why don't you shout out my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hash Fury. You can follow her on TikTok. She makes TikToks. And what else do I need to say? <laughs> Please follow us. We have Discord. You can join our Discord and, and talk with us. You can support the show. Join our Patreon. For a little dollar, you get to vote in our Patreon polls we have every month. I don't know what it will be for this month, but definitely go check that out. And please follow us Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube with audio only. And I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>